This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, Kathy's out again today. Today is Thursday, August 20th, and here are the stories for you. Health officials are issuing a warning after an outbreak of COVID-19 was identified at a church in the Taconi section of Philadelphia. Officials said nine members from the City Reach Philly Church from at least five different households have tested positive for COVID-19. Well, the health department believes that the number of those infected may be much higher. The outbreak was identified through case investigation and contact tracing efforts, which are ongoing. An official said of the nine members, the first showed symptoms as early as August 6th. In-person church services have been suspended since August 13th due to the positive cases. Philadelphia is currently under a modified green phase of reopening which means that religious services are allowed, but all congregants and leaders must wear masks and attendance is limited to 25 people. No choirs or group singing is allowed, and individuals or family groups should stay at least six feet apart. Parishioners and staff at the City Reach Philly Church should consider themselves exposed to COVID-19 if they attended service in August of 2020, and they should quarantine from others for 14 days and monitor for symptoms, health officials have said. A man and a woman from New York City have been charged in connection to the assault of a 17-year-old Sesame Place employee. The suspects are identified as Troy McCoy and Shakira Bonds. Both live in the Bronx. The U.S. Marshal Services executed an arrest warrant on Wednesday morning at McCoy's home. McCoy attempted to barricade himself in the home, police said, but U.S. Marshals were able to make it through and take him into custody. McCoy has been charged with aggravated assault, simple assault, recklessly endangering another person, criminal conspiracy, disorderly conduct, two counts, and harassment. Was the Sesame Place uh, employee dressed as anything? No. Uh, Bonds, who is not in custody at this time, has been charged with simple assault, two counts, criminal conspiracy, disorderly conduct, two counts, and harassment. On Wednesday morning, Sesame Place issued the following statement. They said, we're relieved that the individuals responsible for injuring our team member have been identified and arrested. We want to thank the law enforcement agencies involved for their quick actions and support. We have issued a lifetime ban to the individuals involved from all our parks across the country. The safety of our team members and guests remains our top priority. Uh, to recap the story, which we had covered uh, earlier in the week, or maybe it was last week on uh, Sunday, August 9th, the 17-year-old Sesame Place staff member uh, was reminding McCoy and Bonds about Pennsylvania governor's order of requiring masks. Police said the team was then assaulted by the suspects. During the course of the attack, police said another Sesame employee had uh, attempted to come to the teen's aid and was also punched by Bonds. The 17-year-old was taken to St. Mary Medical Center, where he remained for an entire week. Oh, Whoa, no, really? Oh, yeah. Police said he required surgery for a fractured jaw and injuries to his teeth. So he got... He got wrecked pretty bad. Uh, GoFundMe page has been set up for the victim uh, to assist in his recovery. Now, police worked with Sesame Place security to review surveillance video to locate the suspects. They also went through reservations and transaction records and tracked down the suspect's vehicle registration, which led them to tentatively ID the couple within 24 hours. McCoy will be brought back to Middletown to face the charges. An official said arrangements are being made for Bonds to surrender herself to Middletown Township Police as well. So when you, um, have you run into anybody, like, when you're inside an establishment that is not wearing a mask that, you know, it's even clearly set, you know, um, 
uh, posted outside of business where it says you must wear a mask. Have you guys run into that situation no. at all? Not really. Yeah, I've seen a couple yeah. people here and there. Yeah. And so you don't say anything to anybody, no, right? I'm, I'm not sure of their situation. And as long as, you know, it seems like they're not like, breathing on anybody, I don't okay. really yeah. fuss about it. But... There are special accommodations. But that's, there are, has, though, like... uh, That's my understanding. I know of kids a certain age and under, and if somebody has... Um, Certain respiratory issues, I think. Now, I haven't seen that lately case, but it was more towards the beginning of things that I, that I noticed a few people here and there that were doing that. But, you know, I, I assume that's the staff's responsibility to uh, a, right, cover yeah. something like that. A business interaction with somebody, and he was sitting behind the desk, and I knew that I was going to be working with him for the next uh, 20 minutes or so or whatever, and he was not wearing one. We were both inside, and I asked him politely if he wouldn't mind putting one on, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. I, absolutely. You know, so I think it's all in the approach and, and how you say to somebody, if you're uncomfortable with somebody else not wearing a mask, as long as you approach them in a in a nice way, yeah. they'll probably exactly. respond in a positive way as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, right. there's a lot of shaming out there. I feel like right. if somebody's uncomfortable and they've asked you to put it on or asked you to maybe take a step back or something like that, don't take it. Don't take offense to it. They're just right. uncomfortable and just respect them. Sure. I find what works, Marissa, is you give them one of those big old Bugs Bunny kisses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Preston, have you ever known anyone who's been banned for life from a place? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, I know, like, at some department stores, if you shoplift, they'll ban you from life or, you know. Uh, no, I've never known anyone who has. I know. wonder if you're, like, 87 and yeah. this guy goes back to, to <laughs> say, no! Yeah. I mean, the person who banned said person, they then will also have to work at that place for the rest of well, their life. they put a picture <laughs> up, right? Yeah, we, we've they're, talked they're about this before. People in the office, they'll, they'll have photos yeah. of, of them. Uh, you know, if you see this person, they're, they're not allowed here anymore. So yeah. uh, it does happen, absolutely. One last story. California Senator Kamala Harris accepted the vice presidential nomination on day three of the Democratic National Convention last night, becoming the first woman of color on a national political ticket. The historic moment when Harris officially became Joe Biden's running mate, uh, came as Democratic speakers repeatedly pushed the message of the importance of voting throughout the night. Uh, during her acceptance speech, Harris spoke of her, about her background as the daughter of Indian and Jamaican immigrants and addressed issues of race and equality. She also emphasized voting, saying that one day when our ch- children and grandchildren ask about this moment, we will speak not only about what we thought, but what we did. The starkest message came from former President Barack Obama, who warned American democracy is at stake as he spoke at the Museum of the American Revolution right here in Philadelphia, urging voters, don't, uh, do not let them take away your democracy. Hillary Clinton, the Democratic Party's 2016 nominee, also urged voting in overwhelming numbers, saying vote like our lives and livelihoods are on the line. She added, because they are. The convention focused on several issues last night, including gun violence, climate change, immigration, and the economy. And as Harris uh, readied the acceptance uh, to accept the vice presidential nomination, women were celebrated all night. Other speakers included Senator Elizabeth Warren and House Speaker uh, Nancy Pelosi. In sports this morning. The Flyers lost to the Montreal Canadiens last night in Toronto. Game five, it was of their first round series. Jake Borchek was involved in all three Flyers goals, scoring twice and adding an assist while Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier 
had to assist a piece. But it wasn't enough to finish off the Canadians in a 5-3 loss. After two consecutive shutouts, Carter Hart gave up four goals in the loss. Game six is tomorrow night in Toronto. Uh, the Sixers lost uh, get to the Boston Celtics again last night in Orlando. Uh, Jason Tatum scored 33 points. Celtics won 128-101 to to take a 2-0 series lead in the first-round Eastern Conference playoff series. Tatum had a career playoff high for the second straight game after scoring 32 points in the opener on Monday. Uh, Joel Embiid had 34 points and 10 rebounds for the Sixers, and Josh Richardson added 18 points. Game 3 tomorrow night, tip-off scheduled for 6.30. Uh, the Phils also lost. Had a sweep last night, gang. Falling to the Boston Red Sox yesterday afternoon at Fenway Park. Jackie Bradley Jr. drove in two runs, helped Boston avoid its first 10-game losing streak since 2014. And the Sox won 6-3. Today, Bills are going to play a doubleheader against the Blue Jays. They'll make up two games that were supposed to take place at the end of July and the beginning of August. Even though the games are against the Blue Jays, they will take place in Buffalo, where Toronto is playing the majority of their home games this year. Spencer Howard will get the start in Game 1, and Aaron Nola will pitch in Game 2. And that is what I have in news and sports, and I hate doing this! (laughs) You just said yesterday how much you loathe it. Yeah, I just and, thought I'd stick with the theme. I know, I know. I thought you were going to get a, 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 a break today, but Kathy's still out. Yes, and she apologized to me. She texted me last night. She's like, I hear you hate doing it. <laughs> I said, no, it's no big deal. I was just kind of playing it up a little bit. I was just making a bunch of mistakes yesterday. I was just very frustrated. Well, you're I'm really tired today, man. I don't know why. It's just one of these days where I just feel wiped out from the get-go. I got my case. Well, brought me my go, coffee, buddy. so this is a good start. All right. Kickstart things and get it rolling here. But well, you know we run we on do Duncan. My best, we do run on Duncan. Absolutely, and thank you to Matt Calper for fixing our Dunkachino machine. So no sad, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> sick. It's not sick anymore. It's fixed. So uh, we welcome you to a Thursday morning. We have a few things going on. Uh, Joe Gatto of the Impractical Jokers is a new book out, and it's being released on uh, Wednesday, and he's going to call in to chat a bit about it. So always happy to talk to one of the members of the Tenderloins. And we also have uh, Sam Morrill, who's going to be performing at Punchline tonight. They're doing outdoor shows. Yeah. So we'll talk to uh, Sam in preparation for that show. And our friends from Rita's Water Ice are here as well. And they brought by gift cards to give away. So we will have your chance to win. They dropped off some quarts of water ice for us and we will share the love with you. Marissa also wanted me to point out that tomorrow is the I Believe for President Steve Blood Drive in a different form. Three different locations uh, we're going to be doing it this year. And it's going to be slightly different, uh, so as you can imagine. But, as you can imagine. <laughs> but we are going to, we're going to have it nonetheless in this particular form. And I've been told that there, there have been some um, appointments that have been added. Wow, okay, so, that's yeah. cool. So yeah. it was looking pretty pretty full yesterday, but there have been some that have added. So if you checked and it was inconvenient for you, check again. But you're going to need to get on it because the deadline is today at noon, I believe. Right, Marissa? Exactly, yep. All right, so you can go to redcrossblood.org or you can go to PrestonSteve.com, WMMR.com. You will find the links. Uh, please sign up or call 1-800-RED-CROSS and let them know that you want As to. As you can imagine. Thank you. Uh, you may want to be a, uh, we would love you to be a part of this event. So, all right, with all that, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment and we will, uh, we'll do these stupid question entertainment news. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. 
Steven Singer Jewelers Showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, thanks, Marissa. So we're going to give away a 24-karat gold gift rose from Steven Singer Jewelers for the correct answer to a stupid question. And I'm going to, I'll ask this one about the Leaning Tower of Pisa. What function was the Tower of Pisa built to serve? Good question. I never knew this until I looked at this little trivia card in front of me right now. <laughs> That's what little cards are good for. What function <laughs> was the Tower of Pisa built to serve back in the day? It had a function. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that question. I'd say that landmark is generated, probably if you look at memes generated by landmarks, that one is probably way up at the top of the I'm holding the the tower from falling over. Right, right. I also hear it's one of the more underwhelming things <laughs> that you go to yeah. as far as tourist attractions go. All right, let's go through some birthdays. While we're waiting for your answer, today's Thursday, August 20th. Joan Allen, the actress, uh, is turning 64 years old today. She was in the Born Identity movie. She was in Pleasantville. Really uh, good. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's happy because it's her birthday today. Oh, maybe she's not. Maybe she's maybe she's desperately lonely. It might be that case, or she's just getting old and she knows. I'm so old. I like the movie The Ice Storm. She was in. Oh, that's really good. Uh, Ang Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. great movie. Strange movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Nancy Allen is her. There's another Marty Allen is her Mm -hmm. sister. No, the one that was in RoboCop. Oh, Uh, Nancy Allen. That's Nancy. Are they related? Yeah, sisters. Okay, know that. Uh, Amy Adams. Is turning 46 today. Always had a bit of a thing for her. Uh, Catch Me If You Can, Enchanted, Julie and Julia. You know what's underrated movie, I think, is uh, American Hustle. She's uh, she's really good in that. She's really good. And she's good good as Lois Lane. I was watching a movie that she was in yesterday. There's a little bit of it. I've never watched the whole thing. It's a heavy movie, but it's called Doubt with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I never saw it. Mel yeah, Street. it's about the uh, yeah uh, priest uh, priest being accused oh, right, of, yeah. of uh, inappropriate contact, and it's uh, yeah it's a heavy movie. Amy Adams, forty six today. Connie Chung, the newscaster and journalist, still married to Maury Povich. They have been together for a long, long time. That is an amazing success story, especially yeah. with their line of work. Yeah, uh, so she is seventy four today. Uh, it's also a huge birthday in the world of rock and roll. Robert. Plant is 72 years hey, old. Yep. So happy 72nd to <laughs> one of the yes. most iconic front men of all of rock. Man. He is definitely a mystery, though, yeah. as far as we've talked about how much of his solo stuff that we loved, and even Zeppa, that he just. He has no tolerance for. Yeah, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't care for a, uh, a chunk of his career, and it's uh, it's too bad because it's great stuff. But yeah, he's more. He, he kind of likes country music, to be honest. That's, I know that's, that's what I heard. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Go uh, so he is seventy two today. Uh, it's Al Roker's birthday. We just hey. spoke to him. Uh, I think it was last week, wasn't yes. it? Yeah, as a book out. He turns uh, 66 years old today. He's such a likable guy. You know what, though? Still at this point with the weight loss, I always expect to see large Al Roker. I know. Yeah, I know. It's so burned into my mind. Yeah. Uh, So he's 66. Uh, James Marsters, who played Spike on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. He's also in the remake of House on Haunted Hill. Okay. Uh, For briefly. 
59 today. Uh, then we have, oh, yeah, I threw this in there. James Pankow. Didn't know the name, but he was, he's the trombonist for Chicago. Ooh, love Chicago. And I'm telling you, man, I went to see them. Well, I was still a kid, and they yeah. were playing at, at Six Flags. And it's the type of show where if you showed up early enough, you could get front row seats. So we had nothing to do. My mom had <laughs> dropped us off for the entire day. We're like, all right, Chicago's a good band. Let's go see them. So we went and... We got there like two hours before the show. We sat in the front row. And I'm telling you, dude, the horn section of that band was so freaking loud. Oh, really? Oh, my God. It was just, it punches you in the face when they hit those kicks. Yeah. Yeah. But they were they were fantastic. So uh, he celebrates his 73rd birthday today. And that band... Has got a gazillion records, man. They uh, they go way back to the, the like the late nineteen sixties, and they have just a just a huge body of work. I love this sound. I love this this you know that the, they had so many hits, uh, and they they keep uh, they still tour right. They're touring yeah, yeah. aggressively. You know what? Yeah. I got to see. Well, when everything gets back to normal, right. if everything gets back to normal, and they make their way through Philadelphia again. This is a band that I have to see. They were touring with Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. That's a good that's a d- good double bill. 73 today. Uh, Andrew Garfield, the actor, <clears throat> the social network, made a run at, uh, at Spider-Man. It was okay. It was I, only okay. I just, I, I didn't like his take on, uh, he was super cool. Uh, they just at, didn't need to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why they, uh, I don't know. Well, you know, you can tell how they were rushing some of the movies when the, uh, um, uh, the uh, Paul Giamatti character, yeah, the Rhino, the Rhino uh-huh. ends up for like four minutes in the movie at the ass end of the movie. Well, it was supposed to set up the next right, movie, yeah, and he was barely in that one too. So he's in a biopic that's coming out next year um, about uh, Tammy Faye, and he plays Jim Baker, Tammy Faye Baker, and Jim Baker. Oh, huh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know anything about it. I just looked up on his, on his IMDb, but uh, it's uh, about her rise and fall, and Jim Baker's rise and fall, and he's playing Jim Baker. Well, that should be interesting. Yeah. Uh, he's 37 today, and the last birthday is singer and actress Demi Lovato. You can take everything. I, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, guess, I love her. Guess who played this song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Who played this song? <laughs> who took the time that it was her birthday to go dig this up? You can and break dig it up. everything I am like a maid of clay. You, you, you love your pop uh, singers. You love your... your... I like female singers. Yeah. I... Listen, I have uh, children, so I had to watch Camp Rock and Camp Rock 2 with Demi Lovato and, and Joe Magic Jonas. Camp. And Magic And Magic, well, uh, truth be told, I watched that all by myself. My kids didn't want to watch it. Um, <laughs> wow. But there was no singing and dancing in Magic Camp. There was no, only no, magic. I know, which is kind of a letdown. But uh, she has a, in Camp Rock, I can't remember if it's one or two, but she has a beautiful duet with Joe Jonas. I, and listen... I, she's just really attractive. So she that's, is. She's that's attractive. Part. She's talented, and she just got engaged. I agree. She is beautiful, and uh, yeah, she's got a great singing voice. She is uh, 28 years old today. All right, uh, happy birthday to everybody! Celebrating birthday today. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question: What was the function of the Leaning Tower of Pisa? Two one five two six three WMMR. When it was built, I'm going to go to Trevor. Hey, Trevor, how you doing, man? What's up, bitches? Yo, bitch. <laughs> what was the function of the Leaning Tower of Pisa, please? It was originally a tower bell. Or a bell tower. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, hang on a second, Trevor. Gold rose for you. 24-karat gold dipped rose from Stephen Singer George. 
Steven Singer Jewelry Showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. All right, we're going to start with uh, Lori Laughlin and uh, Mosimo Giuliani, or Giannulli. Giannulli. Park. Uh, their daughters were hardly clueless victims in their parents' plot to bribe their way into the University of Southern California. Prosecutors allege in court papers. Instead, they told Olivia Jade to lie to her high school guidance counselor, uh, the pair had agreed to plead guilty to fraud for their role in the whole paying for them to get on the uh, uh, into USC as fake crew team recruits. In court documents, uh, U.S. Attorney Andrew Lelling noted that Giannulli confronted the unnamed counselor after he told the US, uh, USC that Olivia wasn't a rower. When asked if she should list USC as her top school of choice, Laughlin reportedly replied yes but it might be a flag for the weasel to meddle. They described her as a shower, not a rower. Uh, Giannulli added F him and called him a nosy bastard, prosecutors allege in the documents. Uh, Laughlin went on to instruct her daughter to not say too much to the man. Uh, Giannulli allegedly had confronted the counselors, and according to documents, aggressively asked what the counselor was telling USC about his daughter's and why the counselor was trying to ruin or get in the way of their opportunities. Uh, they're going to be sentenced tomorrow. So we'll find I'll out. I'd be what, curious to see what they get. What yeah. they get handed. Yeah. So, you remember, they were, they, were, they were pleading not guilty for the longest time, and then they finally rolled. Uh, the, Lelling suggested that Laughlin serve two months and pay a $150,000 fine, along with two years of supervised release and 100 hours community service. Giannulli, meanwhile, was served five months in prison, paid $250,000 fine with two years of supervised release and 250 hours of community service. Service. So we'll see what they get. I follow that Olivia Jade on Instagram just to keep up on things like, I'm bored. Those are the kind of oh, posts yeah. that she yeah, has. Really. Yeah. yeah, Two or three word posts. Yeah. Uh, the exotic cat zoo made famous by Tiger King. Closing for good. Uh, current owner Jeff Lowe announced the decision in a Facebook post blaming, quote, the pressures of animal rights charity PETA. Uh, it comes after a federal judge ordered the zoo to be handed over to Carol Baskin, Carol F. and Baskin, as part of a ruling in a $1 million trademark dispute. Now, the whole, all her status is up in the air right now that they believe that her the will that gave her all this power was forged. Uh, the That meant that the current operators had to be out in 120 days. Uh, the Tiger King, he, he said in his post, by the way, Jeff Lowe said, the Tiger King phenomenon has definitely changed our lives in many ways. It's brought us more attention than any human deserves, good and bad. Uh, it has and probably will continue to make us a target of every nut job and animal rights loon in the world, uh, but we are prepared. That's pretty wild, him calling people nut jobs. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Lowe added that he, is, uh, he has voluntarily forfeited his United States Department of Agriculture exhibitor's license, which allowed him to buy and sell animals due to the park's permanent closure. He said that after five consecutive perfect inspections, the USDA have now folded to the pressure of PETA and continue to make false accusations against me. This is the guy who used to drag around baby tigers in suitcases. Oh, yes. Into into Vegas suites so people could take pictures with them. He was driving them around in cabs, Preston. Suspiciously, he said, less than 24 hours after I contacted the USDA to voluntarily forfeit my license, they notify me that they are suspending my license for 21 days. 
for a litany of falsehoods. They said there was a tiger cub that was <clears throat> so emaciated it couldn't even stand, so they got it over to an animal hospital. Oh. But, you know, they, they, the animal abuse was widespread. Netflix has reportedly secured the rights to a second season, by the way, but the show's popularity means that there are already lots of spinoffs on the way, including, as we've said before, Nicolas Cage starring as Joe Exotic in an eight-part series. Uh, Jeff Lowe added that his new park will be a private film set for Tiger King-related television content for cable and streaming services. Wow. That's that's amazing. What an entrepreneur. That's what he's moving on to, yeah. Uh, Dax Shepard is opening up about a harrowing motorcycle accident that left him with multiple injuries, including four broken ribs. Revealed that he needs surgery after injuring himself while riding around a racetrack in California. He well, said, like, um, uh, art. What is that? Because in, in the movie Chips, his character suffers, like, you know, long lasting injuries because of yeah, uh, that's right. motorcycle accidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He said, I was passing six guys on Sonoma Raceway. On a motorcycle, and I was braking very, very hard, hard enough that the back wheel was off the ground uh, for me for for a good hundred yards. Oof. He said I was totally at blame. I thought I would be able to slide in between, but someone turned in, and I was already under full brake, and I couldn't go anywhere. I clipped their bumper, and I went over the handlebars, and I landed pretty hard. He said the incident was a little demoralizing, as it was his first time at the race course explaining that he got thoroughly yelled at by track employees. He said they really let me have it, and I was too injured to object, so I just took it on the chin. Uh, Despite the mishap, he wanted to continue with his ride. Shepard said he had iced his shoulder and hand for an hour and a half before returning for two sessions on the track. And he had ribs broken? Oh, yeah. He said it got too painful by the end of it. He went into the emergency room uh, the next day. Uh, the final tally was four broken ribs, the clavicle broken in three places, and he said, I need surgery. So he went back and rode after that. That's pretty there's kind of a, there's. I, I used to ride a little bit of motocross when I was younger, and there was the, like a, a pride thing. If you wiped out, you you get back on the bike. You get back on the bike, and you don't be a pussy, essentially. You're well. better than that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so I think that. You're better than that. He was that his, ain't you. He, he was letting his pride get in the way. <laughs> I have, thank God, I've only I've only ever strained ribs. I've never had broken ribs. Yeah. I hear it's absolutely miserable. Uh, Shepard said he also re-injured one of the four fingers that he broke a couple of months ago, joking that it was the good news of his accident. Uh, though the Top Gear American host had admitted he's been feeling a bit guilty for actively doing something dangerous, uh, he added that he doesn't see himself permanently quitting motorcycles. But, yeah, that's uh, four broken ribs is... Uh, that's painful, He man. put a, uh, fo- a photo up on Instagram, and uh, Rob McElhenney and Caitlin Olson both commented on it, but Rob's comment says, I'm so proud of you for this photo and whatever dumbass thing you did to earn that road rash. Yeah, and that's what he did, exactly. Uh, actor Clark Gregg Coulson, yes. uh, Agent Coulson, is officially filed for divorce from Dirty uh-huh. Dancing star Jennifer Gray after 19 years of marriage. I didn't know they were married. The yeah. Avengers star... I would have sent them something. <laughs> uh, filed divorce papers in Los Angeles on the 13th, and uh, the former couple revealed last month in a joint statement on social media that they'd separated in January and had made the difficult decision to divorce. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the series, just wrapped up uh, a couple I got, weeks ago. Yeah, I, I tapped out, um, gosh, maybe two seasons ago. It ended strong. It did I it? I have to okay. say, yeah, they did a good job. Uh, they, they, you know, there was a time thing and space, and I was like, It gets nah. a little confusing. Yeah. 
Uh, the but, statement that, that they had released said, after 19 years together, we separated in January, knowing we'd always be a family who loves, values, and cares for each other. We recently made the difficult decision to divorce, but we remain close and are deeply grateful for the life we've shared and the wonderful daughter we've raised. Uh, and then uh, it it said, P.S., totally crying as we post this. Uh, both Gray and Greg shared the statement next to a photo of themselves embracing. Uh, they got married in July of 2001 in a ceremony at Martha's Vineyard. Uh, after dating for about a year, and they were parents to an 18-year-old daughter, Stella. Though they've been living separate lives for most of 2020, the friendly exes have shared pics of each other on their individual Instagram pages. So it's very, you know, they're, it's, it's simple. It's yeah. a conscious uncoupling is what you call it. I guess so. Britney Spears is seeking to make changes to her conservatorship, uh, which had been in place for 12 years. In a document filed to the Superior Court of California in Los Angeles County on August 17th by Spears' court-appointed lawyer, the singer states that she is strongly opposed to having her father, Jamie, referred to as James in the filing, uh, return as conservator of her person. He's been her conservator for a number of years, right? That is correct. Mm -hmm. Spears is petitioning that her temporary conservator, Jody Montgomery, take on the role permanently. Furthermore, the document states that Britney Spears opposes her father's continued control over her estate and would like to regain oversight of her finances. As the filing reads, uh, Britney strongly prefers to have a qualified corporate fiduciary appointed uh, to serve in this role. Her father, Jamie, has been her co-conservator since 2008 when she suffered a very public breakdown. He became sole conservator in 2019 after attorney Andrew Wallet had resigned from his co-conservatorship. Uh, Jamie Spears is recovering from treatment of a ruptured colon after oh, which uh, she had postponed her lucrative Las Vegas residency and later checked herself into a health facility for a month-long stay. Um, so so why, why is she still under conservatorship? Because I mean, the, probably still crazy. The assessment bit. is, is mm-hmm. that she's not um, that mentally Stable? sound to be handling the finances. And she this- says she is. She released a statement from her treehouse. Saying that she's ready. <laughs> well, there was this whole hashtag free Britney movement that yeah. was going around for a month or two. And, and I found a lot of it fascinating. There would be these posts in her Instagram account where somebody would say, all right, tomorrow, if you're if this is real, Britney, please wear pink shorts with black dot, uh, black uh, polka dots. And, and she would and then that would show up the next day. A lot of it, I'm sure, was coincidence or weird or whatever. But like. There were some odd things going on, and, and for whatever reason, I found myself fascinated by it. Yeah. I, fo- I, I follow her, too, and she posts a lot of messages, and uh, there's always something just a bit off yeah. of those messages. Yeah. Always in, the, in her delivery. The angle is always weird. Uh, it's up, down, pointed at her, and she looks like a little girl. And, yeah, and taking a deep dive on comments is never really a great no, idea. But no. but with this, there were these weird little conspiracies <laughs> that would float their way to the surface, and, and I couldn't uh, look away for a little while. So do you think she's like, you know, Amanda Bynes kind of? I don't think so, no. Uh, judging by what I see, you know, and I'm, I'm very close to her, Preston, on Instagram. Oh, good. Uh, and uh, she seems to be good. She's good with the kids, but she's probably not all she needs to be. The hmm. rules she's upheld to are pretty crazy. Like, she's not allowed to leave her house without anybody with her. She um, isn't even allowed to go to, like, coffee shops by herself and get really? coffee. Yeah, it, it it's it's pretty insane. I mean, I, um, and I, that's I, why she posts these videos that are so outrageous because it's all she's allowed to do is go into her house and walk up and down the hallways. I remember when the, the head shaving thing happened, and I thought, all right, this is somebody who's just uh, life has gotten overwhelming, yep. and and you know, and she's been 
she hasn't really been doing a whole hell of a lot, and I thought maybe she had um, leveled out. Well, you, you remember she almost burned down her uh, exercise studio at the house, at oh, the yeah. compound. She left a candle she, burning. She had candles burning, yeah. <laughs> Not that people don't do that. Yeah. But, uh, Interesting. you know. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, the court has granted Jamie Spears to be paid around $130,000 annually by his daughter's estate for his role as conservator. So that's his job, yeah. I guess. And according to court documents, the largest expense of Britney's estate in 2018 was her legal and conservator fees, which in total equaled $1.1 million for that year. I wonder how much money, I wonder how much she's worth. Hundreds of millions, right? Yeah, I mean, all that yeah. money that she made for yeah. all the, a, a string of hits. Yeah, and so, so the conservatorship it obviously protects her, and and hopefully it protects her first, but then it also protects her estate and her like you know and her money second because you know she's she's a target. And I just read this interesting article Let about. Him alone. Oh my god! Not about that guy. <laughs> this article. Let him about a former quarterback from the NFL, this guy named Eric Kramer, who had um, he had gone into a deep depression, tried to commit suicide. The bullet basically missed all the important parts of his brain, but it left him like severely impaired. And somebody came in and started taking advantage of his finances. It happens all the time. Yeah. Who were they? T- there was Stan Lee had a guy who was. Uh, trying to uh, uh, manipulate his way into his finances, and that ended up in this big legal kerfuffle. Yeah, and uh, they finally rectified it. All right, so uh, yeah, we'll see what ends up happening. But she wants to uh, leave Britney alone. She wants him to leave Britney alone. Steve, uh, next time you're watching her Instagram videos, notice her obsession with tiny furniture. I I have not noticed. I'll have to look at that. She has little mini couches that are about the size of like an American doll. Couch or okay. little things like that or chairs, and they're just all over her house in the middle huh. of the hallway. Okay, interesting. <laughs> all right, I got a few other stories for you. Ashley Benson is sparking engagement rumors after being spotted wearing a honking sparkler on her left ring finger. A oh. honking sparkler. Yeah, so here, sparkler. here comes the honk. Uh, she was with uh, boyfriend G Easy running errands in LA, and she kept her hands in her pockets, but the ring was still spotted. Uh, she has it's a big ass ring. Been linked to GEZ since May after breaking up with her girlfriend of two years, Cara Delevingne. Uh, so we'll see if this goes anywhere. Joe Menginiello is ready to celebrate five years of marriage with Sofia Vergara in November. Well, of course he is, and he tells people that my instincts about her were right. She and, has huge breasts. Yes, <laughs> that my instincts tell me she's got giant. Bazongas. I don't know, but I think she has enormous breasts. Uh, and he said they've they've had more opp- or apparently they've had more opportunities than ever to connect during the COVID nineteen shutdown. And uh, he said Sophia had never seen Mad Men, which I saw every episode of and was obsessed with. So we went through all of Mad Men. And he says then she had never seen The Sopranos, and I was like, that's the greatest show that's ever been made. That kicked off all of the great cable shows. It paved the way. You have to see these. So I watched the, the Sopranos again. She thought it was brilliant. Do you know that she was wealthy before she really broke on the scene here in the United States? That she was a model, and she she and her father, I believed, started a modeling agency mm-hmm. in Mexico. No, I knew she was a model, but I had yeah. no idea they had an agency. And it they was had an agency. They, they had clients. It was successful, and she got here and just kept parlaying that. I like that Joe Manganangananga because he was in that case, the Pee Wee Herman movie. Yeah. <laughs> the Netflix, did for Netflix. Pee Wee Herman movie. He was yeah. Pee Wee's best buddy. What was he in? What? 
He's Pee- like he's a massive Pee Wee Herman fan. Yeah. So he Pee Wee Herman had that Netflix made for Netflix movie. And uh, he was having a birthday party, and Joe wanted to be invited to it. <laughs> and he so, plays himself. He like, plays yeah. himself, and it's so stupid, but you can't help but find it hilarious. Yeah. I didn't even know Pee Wee Herman had a yeah. Netflix special. It was a couple years ago. A couple years ago, yeah. yeah. It was, it was good. good. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't great. It, it was, be- listen, not as good as Pee Wee's Big Adventure, better than Big Top Pee Wee. Have you ever seen The Departed? Yes. <laughs> I finally did, eventually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so I don't know who this is. Gold Rush star Jesse Goins. Who the hell is this? Well, he's dead. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Uh, he was 60 years old. He was discovered by a crew member unconscious on the set Tuesday night. Uh, reports say the cause of death may have been a heart attack. Uh, Discovery spokesperson said we're absolutely heartbroken to hear about Jesse Goins' death. Is this a, this a reality show? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay. It seems to me. All right. Uh, they said our hearts and prayers go out to his family who survived by his wife and his brother. Uh, any idea what this show's about? They Is look it? for gold in Alaska. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, he didn't find it, I guess. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe they did. But anyhow, he had passed away maybe from a heart attack. And then one last story on a happier note. Uh, let's see. Riverdale's K.J. Appa. Do you know who K.J. Appa He is? plays Ar- Archie. Okay. Who the hell is this? <laughs> Seems to have made his rumored romance with Clara Berry Insta official. Oh! oh, yeah, they put it on the gram. He posted nude pics of the French model lying and standing on a wall outside with a stunning backdrop. So she's actually able to stand on a wall? Uh, lying and standing on a wall. I guess maybe the top of the oh, wall. Oh, the top oh, of the wall. Okay. I had a wholly different version, like a Spider-Man kind of thing. It's sideways? Well, this is a good picture. It is. She's fully naked. Yeah. Uh, and it shows her hiney. And then he so so he had posted this he he had uh, captioned the picture. There's nowhere else. Oh, stop it! And that's I it. I want to be then in your bunghole. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think he's uh, I think he's uh, Australian, New uh, Zealand, New Zealand. Same thing. He's a Kiwi. Yeah. Uh, the actor had captioned the pictures. There's nowhere else. I want to be then in your bunghole. <laughs> and then uh, he nice beaver. And then he tagged the model. Well, that is. Well, I'd tag yeah, that too. I'd tag it. Yep. What's Insta's policy on um new, on Heine? Well, Heine's fine. Yeah. Yeah, you can do butts okay. and side boob and uh, just um, no nipple. Free the nipple but... and no B, right? And no in B. fact, no. the, the if they, there's no to, no nipple. They're not going to allow B. You can B all you want, but no, <laughs> no. nipple. No, but and and it's funny because Instagram will let you get away with just the tiniest, itty bittiest hint of a blur yeah. on the nipple. Yeah. And they'll let that slide. I mean, Mariola, ridic- I'm not sure, but nipple, yeah. You... Meanwhile, over on Twitter, full point. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh-huh. Full on. In and on. When you scroll through, it's yeah. going. Uh-huh. Yeah. It doesn't yes. say, do you want to watch oh. this? Uh-oh. It just starts it right up. I actually found a way to turn that feature off, Steve. Oh, really? The, the video automatically turning on feature yeah. because I was annoyed by it as well. It's not just, preferences? Uh, yeah, not All just because right. of porn, but like... Whatever, you know, a video would automatically start rolling when you would scroll over it. So there is a way to turn that off. Or just who are you guys following that there's porn Sometimes on your Sometimes they'll, you know, like Casey has said, stuff can end up uh, not necessarily who you're following, but it's who you follow and what they like or retweet. Yeah, that's exactly. And I follow, <laughs> I follow a lot of people. Marissa, I follow this guy because he wishes me a happy Mother's Day every year. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's like clockwork. So, I, so I'm like, okay, this dude's funny. And he likes a lot of, like, 
girls that uh, like to flaunt things on Twitter. So whenever he likes something, it ends up in my feed. So. I had a dude who I followed back, and he says, thank you for following me. I just want to warn you, yeah. I'm into a lot of weird stuff. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's oh, not okay. a good, that's all not right. a good all sign. Right. Oh, my gosh. Interesting. People let it all out. We're ready for the clips. Yay! 16-year-old twin sisters dive into the world of tracking down bail-skipping crooks and teenage bounty hunters. This looks good. In this clip stars Maddie Phillips and Angelica Bet Fellini discussed developing their on-screen chemistry. It was really the most magical thing ever. As soon as we met, we just became obsessed with each other. Like literally at the chemistry read when we first met, I was like, "Do you want to go out for dinner? I'm like, do you want to go? Like, do you want to go like, out?" And we were literally just like talking like this. Anyway, wow. Uh yeah. Well, they're yeah. I don't want to go out to dinner with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm good. They're teenage bounty hunters. It is uh, streaming now on Netflix. Here's the next clip. The Hargreaves superhero family is back to... Hargreaves, Hargraves, right? Yeah. The Hargraves. It says Hargreaves here for some reason. Superhero family is back to try to save the world as they are stuck in 1960s Dallas in the second season of the Umbrella Academy. In this clip, Tom Hopper discusses how Luther will try to prove his worth this season. He's gone through a lot this uh, in the first season. You know, he's discovered a lot about old Reginald Hargreaves, his dad, and what his position has been through all these years of growing up in the Umbrella Academy. And it seems that since the accident, it's sort of all been for nothing. I suppose he felt like he had something to prove and like he needs to be the leader and he has to step up. And I think he's made a few mistakes in doing that. I think some of the decisions he made were power hungry. Casey, I can tell by your expression, I didn't know he was British either until this very moment. Uh, Wow. Okay. Uh, Second season of The Umbrella Academy is streaming now on Netflix, and it is out-freaking-standing. Better than the first season? I think I got like three episodes left. It's it's on par with the the first season. It's excellent. Yeah, it has not dropped off at all. Uh Uh-uh. Good, because I love the first season. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched any of this yet. Uh, that's what I have for you in the entertainment report. And we are going to take a break. We have a bunch going on today. A couple of guests joining us. Uh, Joe Gatto being one of them from awesome. uh, Impractical Jokers. We'll give you the full details and everything else going on this morning in a bit. So you should hang out. We're going to have a good time. We'll be right back. MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series. An hour-long concert made up of the best live performances ever captured. MMR rocks. This is Tom Petty. In concert this Saturday night at 7. We're all jonesing for live music, and this should help. So hit the backyard, get the tailgate started, and crank up MMR every Saturday night this summer at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series. Sponsored by Acme Markets, official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. This week... This is Tom Petty of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Keep right on rocking here with us at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Trying to catch up on some shard outs. Let me do this one real quick. Uh, this is uh, to all of us, and uh, it says, uh, hey, Preston, Casey, Nick, ah, hell, everyone. Ah, <laughs> oh, hell. That's what he wrote. Uh, my 12-year-old daughter, Kenzie, was diagnosed with severe scoliosis last May. She's gotten progressively worse to where she has had to get spinal fusion at Hershey Children's Hospital. Uh, the surgery went great, but her recovery so far has been very painful. My wife, Sarah, who never gets enough credit for what uh, great mother she is, 
uh, has been sleeping on a recliner 24-7 just watching over her. Can I please get a shard out for my daughter Kenzie and the best mom? Surgery already happened, but I'm hoping to play this for them via your podcast. Love you guys. You always make me ugly laugh. Thanks. From Patrick Deeks, and then he says in parentheses in Steve's bachelor voice, I love you. <laughs> so here's a shout out to Kenzie and uh, and mom Sarah. So uh, hang in there, gang. And uh, recovery can be tough, but uh, if you if you you hold fast, hopefully things will work out. So true. For you. Yeah. So true, Jackson. Uh, yes, so true, Jackson. <laughs> Uh, McElwain. Yeah, man. Uh, you wanted to mention something. I did, yeah. So, um, I would like to, um, preface this story by saying that I, I believe in equal rights. Oh, uh, great. I'm, I'm oh, fe- boy. No, no, no. no. I didn't just... do anything. Okay. I didn't okay. do anything. Let me, let me get through the preamble. <laughs> okay. And then I'll get to the story. And, and I, I specifically want Marissa's input on this as well. Um, I, I, I honestly believe, I'm a, I'm a feminist. I believe that, uh, that men and women, uh, deserve the same things in life. And um, I also am a realist and understand that there are differences between men and women. One of the things that's a difference is that uh, men are more visual in nature, right? We, we are by nature. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, one of the things that men sometimes have a tendency to look at, whether or not they consciously are doing it or not, are women's breasts. And so um, I, I am... am airing this story because I want to not be You're the, ripping the lid off some stuff here. I, I don't want to be the creepy 45-year-old guy in a coffee shop, right? I hear so you. and and so I want to I I legitimately am seeking advice okay. and and input from uh, uh salient women such as Marissa Magnato. All right. I'm in a coffee shop. Uh this is 2 days ago in the afternoon. And um I live near Villanova's campus and two I I went into the coffee shop and I walked out of uh, the coffee shop uh waiting for my order. When I walked out, I held the door for two uh, attractive young women to uh, to walk into the to the place, and um, one of the woman, women was wearing uh, a young woman was wearing a, a crop top. I think that's kind of in style right now, Marissa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a, a bit of a half shirt. You can see her belly, and she walks in, and they're young college age women, and they're they're good looking. So they walk in. I go back in a, a minute or two later, and I realize uh, that the the one woman wearing the crop top is also not wearing a bra. Hmm. And the the reason I'm able to tell this is because at one point she kind of lifts her arms up and stretches above her head. Tune in Tokyo. Well, not that you okay. couldn't see uh, nipples, but you under could boob. S- you could see under boob. Okay, no kidding. And yeah, and so so I'm on the one side of the of the the wow. coffee shop and. Wow! She- <laughs> wow! Put the, re- put the reverb on when you do that, Steve. It's Woo! 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 Oh my god, dude. Alright. Yes! So clearly Steve has the view from inside my brain. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't. Right. I don't want to be that guy yelling out loud. I okay. know what you're saying. And, and I, I, I know exactly what you're saying. You, you try to have a sense of decorum, and yet you're 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 fighting. You're fighting what is literally in, in our DNA, and uh, and we love. We want to evolve to a place where this is not. It's but, like, but 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 under really, under boob, the, these are the things that will okay. catch us. It's like Sean William Scott in uh, uh, old school <laughs> when the dude gets shot in the neck yeah, with the yeah. dart. He's like. 
Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, hey, listen. Okay, what's your question? My question I, anyway. I, have, I, have, uh, I, have, <laughs> I have a boob thing to add to this. I, I, don't, I really don't want to be the, the creepy old guy staring, you know, but but I also, um, uh, I'm, I'm really curious as to how deliberate her actions were. And um, is it a deliberate attempt to to get guys like me <laughs> okay, or anybody wait, else in the wait, shop wait, to look? Uh, hold on. Deliberate actions in raising her arms to to expose the underboob or just I, going braless or what? To be looked at. To be to be um, all of it. All okay, of it. Okay, so yeah. was she not wearing a bra and then maybe raising her arms up to to have? Hey, take a look at these. Yeah, you know, may I? So okay. it, it's so here's my take on it. Uh, I everyone, I think they're. Uh, People dress and want to be uh, attractive and want to be um, looked at at some level. I know sometimes that's not the thing you're supposed to say because that is the deal. The last thing you want to do is say, is use the, well, you asked for it. Right, 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 right. Which which is is an an absolute aberration. However, I've been told by, (laughs) like, for example, the simple act of of a necklace that sits in, in the cleavage... You know, like uh, that, that I've heard a couple of women say that's done purposefully sometimes. Right. And so th- I, I see your dilemma. Marissa, before you, you know, give us the, the, the women's perspective and ladies, feel free to call 215-263-WMMR. So we, we went to the beach, uh, for a couple of days in our, in our time off and I'm, I'm out <laughs> in the water with my daughter and we're boogie boarding and so on. And two, these two gals, two curvy gals yeah. in, uh, red, one-piece bathing suits come wading out into the the water, and I mean, they're just spilling out of these <laughs> these swimsuits. Very, very. <laughs> <laughs> very well endowed, and and I mean. And these suits are made to accentuate. These aren't right. just. Right. I, to, they were spilling out. Right? Woo! Woo! They were spilling out of these outfits. Yes. And I am a man and I. I like that. Yeah. And so I can't help but keep sneaking peeks. I'm out with my daughter. You know, right. oh, you, here's the deal. You feel, so, you feel but, terrible. but I can't help but sneaking peeks over there. So you I have mean, to maintain. Now I'm not ogling. I know. And I know, know what you're saying. And I well, completely understand. The, the, we, the rule is you need to maintain a sense of decorum. You have to be, regardless of what you perceive, you've got to. <laughs> You've got to be a mature, and you've got to not um, um, objectify. However. Natural things sometimes kick in, and I've I've had more than who just told me that uh, he was interacting with somebody. Another case of a, of a of a well endowed woman who was helping him, and he got busted. Sure, checking her out, and he goes, "Oh my god!" I and I believe him when he says he didn't realize he was doing it, but he was you know looking at her breast. It's funny though. With there are these these little uh, you talk about being conscious and so on. There there are these little. Micro lightning fast, I think thoughts that are that are even subliminal yes, of yeah. some type that happen. Like, did you look? You you looked in you, right? Yeah, you, right, you, right don't right. look. Stop looking. Uh-huh. Stop looking. Okay, it's okay mm-hmm. to look now. She's looking at you. Right, she's going now. It's like really, yeah. really quick. All of them. Yeah, yeah. It, rapid fire. <laughs> and, and I'm having them uh, in the shop while this is going on. But my now instinct is to not yell in my head like that, Steve. But yeah. it, <laughs> My instinct now is is to look away. It's really like well, I look down and I, I I feel awkward at this point. All right, so 
real quick, I don't know if you established this or not, but how big were her? Not big. Okay. <laughs> Um, but noticeable, and and right. she, for lack of a better term, she was hot. You know, yeah. this is a, an attractive young young woman, and I was like, okay. But then, as, once I realized that this thought process was happening, I felt awkward, oh. I felt bad, and I wanted to get the hell out of there. Here's a text that says, "This is an interesting perspective." It says, "It's like looking at the sun. You get a sense, and then you look away." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and how long do you have to look in order for it to be an ogle? And if you just take short little looks, like little sips, right? I th- yeah. I, th- um, I think you have to. Fight with all your your power to to because it is in, it, the onus is on us to not make that person feel uncomfortable. All right, Marissa. Uh, we'll get used to it because this is one of the fashions that's coming into style right now. Like this. <laughs> Specifically, right? Yeah. Crop tops and very large armholes. And um, right now, a lot of girls are are not wearing bras. It's a thing. I don't get it. I always wear a bra. I actually asked my friend who has large boobs. I was like, aren't, don't, aren't you uncomfortable not wearing one? She said she can't. But a lot of girls with big boobs right now are just yeah. setting them free. And okay. Well on you. Yeah. Well, so I, I know I was out to dinner the other day and <laughs> I, I saw a girl and you just saw half half boob and you know i was like wow that looks amazing and her boobs look good and she was young and she looked pretty remember marissa i remember seeing a picture of you one time i forgot what was in but you were wearing something where it was you you they were hanging out (laughs) almost completely and i'm like number one it was wild (laughs) number one it was wild because we're co-workers yeah but number two you knew what you were wearing right um i you know what's funny i know exactly what it is i did not uh, realize how um, crazy it was so, so, when I went so there. It's so funny because I'm, I'm listening to Preston ask a question uh-huh. that I would ask as well because, and you do this dance because it's like, yeah, and w- yeah. were you, were you, were you feeling sexy and yeah. wanting to project sexiness? Ain't nothing wrong with that. There man. is nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. There, the, again, the, the, the beholder has to have composure yeah. And and there we we want to be so careful to make sure we're not objectifying or making feel someone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But there has to be a point at which you achieve the desired. You know, when Marissa gets dressed up to the nines and we go out to to events, you look fantastic. Hey, thank you, Steve. And, and that's and I think what you don't want is Nick across the uh, cafe as no, he apparently no. was. Woo! So, I was not doing that. I know I made it. Well, so to that dress. So, uh, so I have like a look. I, you know, I don't have a, a great like stomach that I'm going to have like uh, hanging out. But right. you know, maybe I'll do a very low cut shirt, and that's right. kind of uh, a style that looks good on me. But I'll tell you, with that photo that got sent to you guys behind my back, and you guys talked about it before showing me. Uh. So really, what it is is just you know people are dressing to be comfortable for themselves. Yeah, who shot the photo? I, I don't remember. Okay. You can't do that. You yeah, can't. See, well, you you, you can't it, do. You can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought there. I'm so sorry. You, to be comfortable, you said. Yeah. Uh, you just have to be comfortable. You're dressing for yourself, and it is whatever it is. Yesterday, we were talking about um, how we all wear like flip flops and mesh yep. shorts to work, and mm-hmm. whether you're maybe judged for being a little grubby or something like that. No matter what, the society's going to judge you, and people are going to look. Yeah. yeah. And you have to be. Prepared for that. If I think you're going this is, out, a, this is on a, a guy. This is on a different block, though. Uh, uh, sure. <laughs> well, it's, it's, sure. Then, it's, then I'm, I'm wearing Crocs and a uh, Hulk T-shirt. But if you're, but if you 
you're taking offense to being judged for that, um, then the same way a girl has to, if she is dressing that way, she has to be prepared for people to look at it. But okay. if, but just also respect that she's dressing. And hey, if she looks good and she's hot, then well on you, girl. Go for it. I think uh, we all want to be evolved, right? I think we mm-hmm. all want to look at, at situations like this and, and do the right thing and treat women with the respect that they deserve. But when the rules change or when the fashions change or whatever, you have to roll with the changes, just like mm-hmm. Ario Speedwagon. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> but the, but the, the trend of not wearing bras kind of throws you off a little bit. You and know? and so, uh, like, under boob is a big thing now. I said, there was an article I said, I think we talked about it, where where that and, and all the things that you said, Marissa, are are part of the deal. And uh, th- that uh, it is, it will catch your eye. Let me get some calls real quick here. I'm going to go to Morgan. Hey, Morgan. Morgan, Morgan. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning, Morgan. Hi, good morning. How you doing? Good. What's up? I just want to say um, I love underboob, love underboob, love side boob. I think that it's great, um, and I think that it's awesome that, like, now is definitely the time for women, especially when they get dressed of, like, you know, modesty does not equal respect. Like, I think women can present themselves how they want, right? Um, but I just think that, you know, we do, like, when I get dressed in the morning, you know, like, I get dressed, I, I do want to look hot, you know, and a lot of times I don't wear a bra, I know I run the risk of getting looked at, but I don't I don't get offended okay. you know, per, per se when people look. Quick question for you, Morgan. So uh, do you are you flattered when you are when you know you're you're um, getting the attention of people in a uh, in a place you walk into? Yeah, absolutely. I think if there is like you said, there's a fine line though between like the looking and the ogling. Like, yeah. I think like when there's like the uncomfortable staring, that's when it's like that's like that's when it gets like creepy. But when it's not creepy, of course it's flattering when people look at you. It reminds you that like you're attractive, you're coveted. You do, know? do you have in sort of in your mind sort of a mental tally? I mean, Casey asked, you know, when when can it, when can someone who is not adroit at social situations like this figure they've gone over the line and are now officially ogling? I think it's probably somewhere between like three and five seconds. Like <laughs> five. That seems like an eternity to me. Like if yeah. I'm looking at for five, <laughs> I feel like five seconds is that's not that's beyond a stare. Yeah, that's an ogle. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. See, we deal in time with in radio, uh, Morgan. <laughs> Got a bubble. <laughs> we know how many seconds. You know, like yes, we, yeah. Mm-hmm. Five seconds can be an eternity. Yeah. So, yeah, all right, for sure. Thank you, Morgan. Send us pictures, by the way. Thank you. We'll see you later. What? See, that's, that's where you cross the line. She feels sexy. You yeah. remember? Uh, we were talking Autobahn pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Where's your mind? Morgan from uh, Clever Skate. You remember her? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I small boobs. loved her, and yeah. she was one of, like, the most confident girls ever. She was the first fake boobs I ever felt because I always wanted to touch fake boobs. Really? Yeah, I'd never okay. touched him before. She's like, here you go, and just grab, grab. I think I have a picture of it too. So why would you bring her up? I just hadn't thought of her in a while. Like, Call oh, me. <laughs> Call me. Okay. Uh, I'll go to Laura next. Hey, Laura. Good morning. Hi. Oh my God. You guys. First of all, you guys rock. I've been listening to you guys pretty much most of my life, and I'm now 35. Yay! Thank you, Laura. <laughs> so I just wanted to chime in on this because I'm, I'm driving on 95 and I'm cracking up laughing. <laughs> So, I'm I'm a 44 triple D. Wow. And yes. <laughs> 34 triple D. Oh God, yes. <laughs> All right. So okay. you're you're gonna you're gonna be able to do a TED talk on this, uh, Laura. So <laughs> w- what what's your experience? So first of all, I love my boobs. 
I like other boobs as well. I'm pansexual, so I'm like always looking at everybody. Nice. <laughs> so when I was like, you know what? When I see something like that, and I've had a very, very similar experience of what what Nick was going through, and I'm just like, I feel like you know a creepy person, but I'm like. Damn, that's that's hot. Well, I like Laura, that you're you, also you, a creepy you person. actually, you actually, yeah. raise, so you raise a good point. You raise a good point. So being pansexual, is, um, so if you are, if someone, if a woman is ogling you uh, in a, in a place in a business or whatever, is it the same vibe or how do you react to that? Well, it, I think you know it, it's kind of like that same of just being. You have to. I like. Uh, what Casey said, you have to take little sips. <laughs> and I think, <laughs> I think that is absolutely perfect. Okay. Because I, I know, I, I've done it too, and I'm just like, oh, and I'm like, wait. And I I had to catch myself. I'm like, okay, it's getting to the point where maybe I'm looking a little too long, but at the same time, like, currently, I'm wearing a low-cut shirt and a low, you know, arm shirt with a, just a bralette. And because I have big boobs, I know people are going to look. And sometimes, yes, I will accentuate my breasts because they're beautiful. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with it, you know. Okay. But, I mean, you just, I think it's a, you just have to be mindful. I don't, it doesn't matter if you're male, female. I just think it's like, you know, you have to say, all right. This is hot, but I can't be staring like a, a creepy person at the same time. So you're so you're saying the Casey's observation sips over gulps. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. Take it like like a nice whiskey. Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. Take your time with it. All right. Thank you, Laura. I appreciate it. By the way, what's a what's a bralette? Uh, bralette is um, it's not like the actual underwire bra that you guys are used to. It's kind of um, like a braza bra. Uh, it, it's more like, I don't know, it would almost be like a little half top or something like that. Yeah. It's usually lacy, so you can see it uh, hang out. If it hangs out of your shirt a little bit, um, it, it, it it's it's acceptable to be seen. Okay. It's I like, thought it's it was a, a bra that you could put your money and your light driver's like license. Like a wallet. Yeah, like yeah, wallet. And, yeah. and, and your yeah. tools. Girls yeah. with big yeah. boobs can do that, and I am not able to. No, but a We did that on the show, yeah. remember? How yeah. much stuff could you... Could you fit put, under your boobs? Didn't we put, uh, like, Big Macs yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, or Whoppers. <laughs> Whoppers. Yeah. You ever have a situation, Preston, where you're, I, and I know I do it. I, I try to be so respectful and, 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 and not do it that a lot of times my head is craned back like a giraffe in a fight with another giraffe. Like, a, like I'm, I'm like, you know, I just don't. And I wonder if that looks ten times as absurd as, you know, like I overcorrect sometimes just to make sure so- someone doesn't feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, have you ever been in that situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I am not looking at your Yes. Right. I want you to know I'm not looking at your cleavage. <laughs> and it's so obvious that you might as well be screaming, I'm not looking at your breast. I know, exactly. I do know what you're talking about. All right, let me go to uh, Rachel. Hi there, Rachel. Hi, guys. Hey, what's up? Good morning. Good morning. What do you want to share with us? Um, a few things. I, again, I guess like all the other women calling in, it's just all of us with large boobs are like, oh my God, I hear you. It's just wearing bras with underwire is just, I mean, Marissa, I'm just very envious of you that (laughs) wearing a bra is okay. It's just like, that's like the first thing you do when you're, even in the car, you just whip off your bra. You're like, dear God. But I just feel so bad for Nick because I'm like, under boob is the best boob. We all know, <laughs> we all know under boob's the best boob. Yeah. 
And mm. like that with the no bra is a tricky situation, man. Uh, uh, I take cleavage uh, over underboob. If you had to, do, you know, pick no. one, they're, yeah. they're both spectacular, oh and God, I'm putting yeah. a lot of credence in what Rachel is saying. Yeah, I, I, I'm Rachel. I'm actually my wife was when she was an intern when we were working at the same radio station. It was a bit of side boob that that uh, made my head turn around, and then of course I fell in love with her for all the right oh, reasons. There you go. Yeah. It was the side boob. It was the yeah. side boob that got you. Yeah. See, boobs, boobs, you know, the equal life, the equal happiness in marriage. <laughs> so it out, you know. No, that's true. But, but I just, oh. So, so you, when you're, when you're out and you, are there points at which you, which you are, are enjoying uh, the attention? Only when I purposefully wear that outfit. Okay. There are times where I wear outfits and I think it's fine. You check yourself in the mirror. You're like, all right, I'm good to go. But gravity has a way of, you know, doing things to your boobs. And they're allowed, you know, they go down and down and down as time (laughs) goes on. So, you know, you looked fine, you know, at 1 o'clock. But then it's 8 o'clock and all of a sudden, like, your nipples sticking out. So (laughs) there are times where you're like... With the larger breath, you think you're fine when you go out, but then as time happens and you're moving around and you're actually being a human being, right? It's like the, it's like the tide going out. out. Well, let's say let's say you're in a coffee shop like Nick was, and Nick walks in, and you're no, there licking your own nipple. <laughs> Is it okay for someone to look? Yeah. Okay. I think so. you're sending a signal at that so. point. Okay. Again, yeah. if she's stretching, that one, I'm like, I don't think she fully knew what she was doing. But there was under boobs, so we're gonna. Oh look. my god, she just under boob is the best kind of boob. You just reminded me of something. All right, well, thank you, Rachel. We're gonna take some other calls. Uh, there was a, a buddy of mine and I had a math class together. It was a girl. This was in sophomore year of high school. Dana Bauman. You remember uh, the name. She, every day, would do this lean back stretch mm-hmm. in class. And we'd be like, I'd be like, hey, she's doing it. She's doing it. Hey, Dave. You know, I mean, like, I wasn't saying that, but we, we would have these little signals like, dude, look, look, look. look okay, look, Preston. She's, doing, she's stretching. Tenth grade sociology, Liz, for Annalise. Yeah. <laughs> the same thing. Yeah. It would stretch the like same that? same thing. Now, that was raging teenage hormones yes. at that point. Even the teacher went, Woo! <laughs> You're not going to have a voice tomorrow. <laughs> so what? Let him go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the teacher got so flummoxed, he started teaching math. <laughs> let me go to, let me go to Tina. Hi, Tina. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, Tina? So... I think that, you know, looking the little sips is fine, but I've had um, a couple occasions where people have tried to take pictures. Oh, no. Can't do that. Yeah, and people who I'm with have caught them. And for me, it's I I have a big old booty. (laughs) (laughs) So they're taking it from behind, and I'm not seeing it. But luckily, my friends have called people out and be like, what are you doing? And on one occasion, even the flash went off, the idiot. Uh, wow. Went. Tina, so I mean, to, to my line of thinking, that's like doing an upskirt. You know, like, like, like yeah. that, that, I mean, you're, yeah. you're, you're violating. That's, listen, if someone's out in public and you're across the street and you take a picture, but if you're like uh, in the same aisle as someone at the Rite Aid and you're, you're doing stuff like that, that's creepy. That's criminal. It's criminal. Yeah. 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 And even like, it doesn't matter, like, if um, jeans, leggings, like, no makeup, it just, happened a bunch of times. And I think from what you're saying also um, is that, you know, if people, 
people can assess whether you're out and you're about and you're you want to look done up. Or if you're just out, you know, picking up, you know, a, a ball peen hammer at the hardware store or something, <laughs> there's a big difference, right? Yeah, okay, all right. All right, thank you, Tina. Appreciate you got to learn it. all the rules. I'm going to go to Bethany. Hi, Bethany. Hi. Hey, what's up, Bethany? Hello. You're, you're on the air. Go ahead. You can, oh, you you can turn, turn your radio down. down. I can I can hear us in the background there. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm actually not on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> What are so we listening to? I, all right, sounds good. So um, I definitely agree with all the winners. I can't. I can't hear what you're Sorry, saying, Bethany. Bethany. Do you have your radio on in the background? Can you turn it down if that's the case? Hello. It right, might actually just be a bad uh, phone it's, connection. It's, it's, it could be. I'm going to go to Sammy. Hi, Sammy. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning, you guys. Rock. Thank you, Sammy. What's up? <laughs> I have to say, Steve, you are cracking me up. I'm like seeing my pants <laughs> laughing at you this morning. Oh, thank you. <laughs> is uh, it okay to look um, at your crotch if you see someone has peed their pants? <laughs> That's another I think, yeah, I think you sort of have to. Yeah, right? Okay. <laughs> um, I have to say, I'm a bigger chick, but I absolutely love showing off my cleavage. Okay. There is nothing wrong with people looking at it. Just don't be creepy and like stare, stare. So let me. This is the theme. This is the theme, and I think, yeah, it, I, and it's here. it's very comforting to know this. Um, so what would you say if you're advising when you? Where is the line? What is the uh, the line between? Okay, here's a a knowing appreciation of your cleavage as opposed to this is getting creepy. Well, like just a little stare, like a cute, not a little stare, but like a few minutes. Like, <laughs> a few minutes, no, minutes, not minutes, minutes, a glance, a, gl- a glance. Okay. If you're looking at it for like a minute, then you're going a little too far because I'm also six one, so I'm really tall. Wow. So a lot of times, guys, it's like, okay, my face is up here, like my face is your level. <laughs> And I can see you staring, and it's, like, a little creepy. It's been, like, two minutes. You must be able to tell right away. Like, you know when some, when a guy's looking, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Sammy, is, is it is, is it ever, and I am I think I'm, I pre-know the answer on this, is it ever appropriate for a, somebody, a stranger, to compliment your physicality? There's a nice way to do it. But not like, hey, you have really nice jugs. Yeah, <laughs> no. It's like, hey, ma'am, I just would like to let you know that you have beautiful breasts. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think there is a nice way. No, I don't think I there don't is. Think there is. Yeah. I don't a nice way in I mean, any way, shape, nice. or form that mm-hmm. you can compliment. Well, she said, you look nice. Yeah. But, that, that, but that's yeah. not, you know, that's not saying it. Yeah. You know? Uh, <laughs> you have you <laughs> premium yabba. Yeah. yeah. Your, your boobs look snazzy. <laughs> Remember, we learned the same thing. Your rib balloons are, are ginchy. Here's what I'm going to say. So we've <laughs> talked to all of these girls, and they've all said that, you know, they're just uncomfortable wearing bras. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. So no, if a girl's not wearing a bra, it's just because that's the fashion she wants and whatever it is. And hey, if you catch a good glance, then good on you. Enjoy the privilege. Don't go back. Yeah, because well, Sammy, don't Sammy's, go back. Sammy's raising a point, though, here about, and Sammy, it says in, in the, uh, the line that described what you're going to talk about, you feel that a lot of, a lot of women have gotten um, relaxed because of working from home and aren't, aren't obliged to be bound up with the bra all day. Exactly. Okay. I haven't worn a bra in like five months because I don't work at the office anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
And let's not pretend you, that, that women don't uh, try to catch glances at bulges and stuff, because they do. Sure. Yesterday uh, or the other day on Fox, we were talking about legs and looking at dudes' legs. And if mm-hmm. a guy has, like, a nice calves or something like that and you're walking down the street sure you're we're all gonna glance and look at it maybe point somebody but like i said just enjoy the privilege of catching it and don't go back there was a there well, i was watching happy days yeah it all it all begins and ends with happy days. <laughs> happy on days. TV. it was the jump the shark episode oh. president no so okay. and, and then they're all looking at the pier and joni's with some dude who turns around in what appears to be a terry cloth uh bathing suit and my wife goes whoa the, the the outline of the dude's junk was completely visible, huh. and this is on regular TV. Yeah. You know, on Happy Days. On Happy Days. <laughs> well, gray sweatpants are a thing. We're uh, the, all the like gay guys just have. There's literally TikTok videos of just guys walking around in gray sweatpants, and so things are bouncing and stuff. Things are bouncing, so and moving I re- around. And I remember watching the this. There. Watching the news, and this guy was he got pinched for uh, for dealing drugs. He was a younger dude, probably you know young twenties. And so he's getting carted off to the uh, uh, police car out of his yeah. house. His hands are behind his back in uh, handcuffs. And his wang was just like, boom, And I was like, this is just regular news. And I noticed it. I was like, what the hell? I'm Tom Brokaw. Check out the junk on this guy. <laughs> You can't. A suspected drug peddler was arrested today, and the dude had a dong on him like a horse seat. <laughs> <laughs> Even Tom notices. Yeah, can't With help. Another Jim Iglesiaski. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jim. <laughs> that excites him. All right. Well, it's interesting, and and. Uh, Listen, it's an age-old conversation as well, and and the bottom line is, it, you know, uh, listen, I I think if if it's it's very very obvious, and maybe this person is going for a little bit of attention, but that doesn't mean sit there and slobber and stare and right. and so on. No comments, no pictures. Yeah. Uh, you you, uh, I think Casey nailed it with the sip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a new problem, um, but it's it's an interesting way to see how things have evolved over the years. And and again, you just you want to be respectful, yep. but you also want to be true to yourself. Yep, it's and, true. You, and you want to look. I mean, yep. And you do want to look. All right, uh, we got to take a break. I got bizarre file stories on the way, but I would like to thank Rita's Water Ice for dropping off quarts of uh, ice to us this morning. Uh, you can head to Rita's for your favorite flavors of Italian ice or delicious creamy frozen custard. It is the summer of yum at Rita's. Woo-hoo. Caller number 10, I got a $25 Rita's Water Ice gift card for you now. 215-263-WMMR. This caller number 10 will be back in just a moment. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Here and see more at WMMR.com, keyword Local Shots. Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, I got some stories to pull aside for you. Let's do these. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Finals. Brought to you by Robbins Diamonds and Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases and absolutely no, no sales tax versus the 8% 
in Philly. It's Robbins, Delaware Diamonds. A Western Missouri doctor has lost his state medical license after amputating a patient's gangrenous toe on the porch of her, his, his rural office that doubled as a machine shed. Sounds like Doc Hollywood. Yeah, the Missouri State Board of Registration for the Healing. It actually sounds like my dad. <laughs> yeah. Here. Just put your foot up here. I'll take care of that. Uh, so for the uh, the Missouri State Board of Registration for the Healing Arts revoked John Urie's Physician and surgeon license in June. Uri had that toe stinking up a storm. Let's chop it off. Had been practicing in uh, deep water, and uh, that's a, a town. Yeah, it was a scuba guy. Yeah, uh, documents filed the board and said Ure had performed the amputation on the porch of his office, <laughs> which doubled as a machine shed and lacked running water and restrooms. Why don't you come on out here? The lights better. The board also described instances where Yuri improperly prescribed painkillers to two different patients. The 73-year-old Yuri had called the board's action a travesty of justice and said state officials seemed uh, intent of stripping him of his medical practice. I'm going to use a ferret to remove that hemorrhoid. He explained. <laughs> he explained <laughs> that the amputation he performed was done to help a friend who was fearful of hospitals uh-huh. and refused to go to one to have the gangrenous toe treated, putting his life in danger. He said everything, the, the toe amputation, everything was absolutely perfectly sterile out in the bright sunshine and fresh air. Uh, Uri cannot apply for reinstatement of his license for two years under terms of his license revocation. Well, like your dad, you know, there's probably a lot of that backwoods sort of, I mean, not this completely backwoods, but it's rural, that yeah. sort of medicine going on. Maybe, yeah, but it's against the law. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like something out of a children's book, but this happened in real life. A Swiss town was recently left covered in chocolate after a malfunction at the Lint factory. That is awesome. The Lint and Sprangli Company confirmed yesterday that there was a minor defect in the cooling ventilation line for roasted cocoa nibs in its factory. In That's old, a stripper. In old cocoa nibs. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, on the center stage, Coco Nibs. Uh, at its factory in Olten, which is between Zurich and Basel. Uh, hey, th- baby. That issue, combined with strong winds on Friday morning, caused cocoa powder to spread around the immediate vicinity of the factory, leaving a fine cocoa dusting. Uh, the company says one car was coated, and it is offered to pay for any cleaning needed, but that nobody has taken them up on that offer. You know, it's cool. Lint is, uh, is actually very good stuff. Yeah, it's not like it's cheap uh, chocolate. Uh, anything can be a weapon if you put your mind to it. A man from Bangor, Maine, is accused of using a Bible as a weapon while trying to steal a car. Police say a man was driving along West Broadway on Sunday, got out of his vehicle to take some photos. A few minutes later, Benjamin Parker got into the driver's seat. The car owner put up a fight, and that's when Parker hit him in the head with a Bible. <laughs> The car owner was able to put uh, to pull Parker from the vehicle, and then the man ran off. Police caught up with him a short time later. He was on probation and now faces additional charges, including robbery and assault. And I don't know if he had the Bible with him or if it just happened to be in the car. Or... You usually hear about the Bible stopping bullets. They yeah. actually are, are not. They're used to stop a crime, not commit one. They committed one in this uh, in this particular story. Well, the self-titled lottery lawyer. An attorney who advised dozens of significant jackpot winners across the country and now is now being charged by New York federal prosecutors for stealing millions of dollars from his clients. Oh, no. 
Jason J. Curland. Name Jason J. Curland. Has been charged with conspiracy, wire fraud, and money laundering in an indictment. Prosecutors are estimating that Curland stole more than $80 million from his clients oh throughout his long-running scheme. One of his victims Holy hell. won the record-breaking $1.5 billion Mega Millions lottery. Uh, that was in 2018, the second largest jackpot to date and the largest payout to a single player ever. In a documentary about lottery winners, so many of them said when they won, they almost instantly stopped trusting anyone. <laughs> Another winner that he stole from won $245 million in Powerball in 2018. The cumulative winnings of all his victims over uh, time amounts to about $3 billion. Oh my God. Kirkland has represented players from every corner of the nation, even appearing on national television, to offer advice to lottery players everywhere. He said the biggest mistake uh, people make is doing it on their own, he said, of uh, winning a big prize in 2019. All the horror stories you hear is when people do it on their own. <laughs> An ironic statement, given the yes, context. Yes, Listen, at least you know I'm going to rob you. Curlin advised the lottery winners to invest in entities managed by co-conspirators, which included former securities broker Frank Smookler, uh, Christopher Cherchico, Cherchio, uh, and is supposedly a big-name player in a Genovese crime family and Frankie Russo. Invest in Smookler Co. For pushing a jackpot, for pushing jackpot winners to invest in the co-conspirator's entities, uh, Curlin was allegedly rewarded with some of the cash. This is, ju- this is very much like McMillions. On the other end, Smookler, Cherchio, uh, and Russo siphoned money from the investments. Prosecutors described the schemer's lavish lifestyles in court documents saying that they profited handsomely from their crimes and enjoy the luxuries of flying private jets, taking exotic vacations, buying boats, paying country club dues, and even wrapping luxury cars. So this guy was scamming them big time, man. One last story. A northern Michigan man was sentenced to one year imprisonment after threatening to shoot children running across his yard and then injuring a police officer while resisting arrest. Stephen Muller was also sentenced to two years probation after he pleaded no contest to felonious assault. Mueller had called dispatch in November and told the dispatcher that children were running through his yard and that he would shoot anyone who came to his house. When deputies arrived on the scene, they found Mueller outside armed with a fifty caliber rifle and a crossbow. He was taken into custody. Fifty caliber? Yeah, he's got a big gun. Uh, Mueller was uh, initially charged with nine felony counts. I don't know if he... Bet you he's a great neighbor. Uh, pointed them at the kids or not, but you can't go doing that. And there you go. That's what we have in the bizarre file for you at the moment. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We are going to have Joe Gatto of the Impractical Jokers on the program uh, and Sam Morell, comedian, performing tonight at Punchline. Yeah, they got these outdoor shows that they're doing. So we'll talk with them in a little bit. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Case you wanted to mention something? I did. You know, so I wanted to just um, thank a, a few uh, people because the the tour to shore or the bend to the shore um, uh, ride got um, it got postponed and then it got canceled and we're doing this virtual ride right. So uh, Sunday was supposed to be the day. Um, so I'm actually going to be doing a ride with uh, a lot of team members from Team WMMR, Rock and Rollers, and we're going to hopefully. It, it really depends on which way the wind's blowing, but um, <laughs> literally, right? Seriously. Yeah. So, and I have to make that decision on Saturday. But we're going to ride from Cape May to Atlantic City, uh, unless the wind is blowing north to south. Then we're going to go from Atlantic City to Cape May. But either way, uh, we're doing like a 50 plus mile ride on Sunday, you know, to you know, kind of finish up this virtual ride. So I wanted to thank um, Pinocchio's Pizza. I wanted to do that today because it is Thursday, and it's Takeout Thursday ah. at Pinocchio's Pizza. And I invented a stromboli called the Casey Boli. It is delicious. <laughs> I and, know. But so, yeah, is so, this the first time for a, uh, a stromboli you've created? Yes, as a matter of fact. I thought you invented ranch dressing on pizza. No, I yeah. didn't invent it! <laughs> okay. Uh, sure. No, but <laughs> I, I did invent this Casey Boli. And what it is, it's uh, meatball, pepperoni, Provolone, ranch dressing. No ranch. Know. You can get that on the side. That's your choice. Okay. But uh, pepperoni, meatball, provolone, and then uh, what I call sauce to taste. Which okay? is what? Uh, so it just means there is sauce in it, but only just to sort of add a flavor. It sounds good. It, it is delicious, right? So uh, Pinocchio's um, helped fund the jerseys for Team WMMR Rock and Roller. So thank you so much to Pinocchio's Pizza. Take out Thursday, take out Tuesday. Make sure you get the Casey Bowley. Also, thank you to Headstrong Foundation, who with Pinocchio's has been there for Team WMMR from the very beginning. Uh, also want to thank Bud Light, who also helped uh, with the, the jerseys. Got to thank uh, Wilson Secret Sauce. Before all this stuff got, um, you know, pandemic, uh, they <laughs> yeah, were, yeah. They, um, Steve Wilson from Wilson Secret Sauce Barbecue was like, stepped, you know, up. stepped up and donated to the team so i want to thank them and then last but not least i gotta thank wawa oh my gosh uh my watch was like listening to me that whole time i love you so much (laughs) i want to thank wawa because on sunday wawa is going to be our official rest stop Uh and so because there's wawas in like every beach town uh they are going to provide us with like bananas and water and the you know protein bars and all that stuff so how cool yeah, I want to thank Wawa so much. But so so for the last month, a little less than a month, I've logged 407 miles. Uh, I only had to log uh, 65, so I just wanted to. Um, you, you listen. So it's not coming off the way it normally would in any given year outside of a pandemic. But I would say you you have trained. Yeah. You have trained harder for this than any of the others. Well, I've had a month longer to train, yeah. but I definitely am stronger today than I was in any other uh, right. tour to shore in the, in the in the past. But uh, uh, so I just wanted to do that today, especially because it's Takeout Thursday. Thank you, Pinocchios. All right, good luck with the event, man. Thank you, sir. It's very cool. Um, I wanted to thank Casey because yesterday uh, we were in the studio. It was me and Casey and Nick. It was after the show, and Casey sang oh. a little noodle. He sang a, a little jingle. All right. And uh, Nick picked up on what it was right away, and we had a big laugh about it. I was kind of proud of myself. And yeah, that you were able Me to too, identify because yeah. I didn't even know what it was from. <laughs> and and then I was singing it the rest of the day. <laughs> and so it's from it's a jingle from a commercial. If you play it, can I? Are you going to play it so I can guess? Well, I'm not going to let you. I want to see if a listener can guess. Oh, okay. You and can I can give away down. a prize. Right. Yeah. Because uh, I'm going to give away a Rita's Water Ice $25 gift card mm. if you get it right. So uh, here's. It, let me just play this and let's see if you know it. Okay. If you remember where this came from, what uh, what establishment? All right. So and then, well, should I play the rest of it? Uh, yeah. I, 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 ice cream. <laughs> 
don't. I have no idea why I started singing that. It was out of the blue. Yeah. And the rest of the day, I was singing. You know what's funny is, so I sang that. Ice cream. It wasn't loud. I sang it. 215263 WMMR. Let's even know what that's from. Go ahead. And then, like, 15, 20 seconds went by. And then Nick was like, were you just singing this, you know, jingle? Yeah. And I was yeah, like... Is that, is that from so-and-so? Yeah. He's like, yes, it was. <laughs> well, actually, I was like, I don't know what it's from. but And so Nick ended up looking it up, and he was correct. God this bless is, you, too, because this is what I know it as. No. Yeah. Uh, that's not that's not the Because there was an ad campaign that used this as well. Oh, that's funny. No. This no. is uh this is it has, does, it has to do with ice cream. I knew what okay. Casey was singing and I knew uh what the franchise was and and then God bless YouTube cuz the song is on there. Is that it? Hang on. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 ice cream. There you go. <laughs> All right, let me, let me go to Justin. Hey Justin. Uh, hold on, sorry, I couldn't hear you, Justin. You're on the air. Hey, man. Hey, what's going on? Hey, so do you know what uh, what that's from? Uh, I want to change my answer if that's okay. You want to change your answer? Yes. Okay. What What are you going to change it to? Uh, I had no idea beforehand, and I still have no idea. So I'm going with Chi Cheese. Chi Cheese is correct. Oh! Yes, that's it. Oh! Yes, you got it. Justin, hang on. I'm going to give you a $25 Rita's water ice. Yeah, I would give you something from Chi-Chi's, but they're not around anymore. You are serious. Yeah. And hang, you are right. Yeah, hang on a second. And uh, we have the actual, this is the, the, the full or at least a lengthier portion of the spot. Here we go. What's in Chi-Chi's new Sonoran sampler? grande burro. And a chimichanga. Plus, ice cream. So for just $7.99, you get our Sonoran Sampler. Sonoran Sampler. Or a song. Huh. There you go. I've only been to Chi Chi's one time, and I had the Mexican fried ice cream, and it's something that I crave uh, quite often. And really? Yeah, you, I, and you only had it the one time? I had it one time. It was so delicious. Why don't you make that a stop on the tour? Uh, just yeah. Really? yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I do my meals on wheels. But I, are there any Chi-Chi's well, at all? The one I remember maybe was the one that you went to by the Grand, Grand Ramal. Ramal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I went there. Is that gone? It's gone, right? It's gone, it's yeah. gone oh, for yeah. a long time. Yeah. I remember, Steve, and in its twilight... Uh, you may have gone to lunch there with me because it was we, we worked right across the street from it at, at Y100 at the time. And I went in there and lunch rush, and I'm like, nobody's, nobody's in here. this place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. And, and it was not the festive uh, flavor of Mexico. Uh, that you yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm so goddamn lonely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I remember it as the Frito Bandito. Uh, is that a restaurant? I, 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 now, Steve, I are, am the Frito Bandito. There are several people texting in saying that you would know it from Frito Bandito. Uh, I guess that was more of a Long Island or New York thing. Yeah, uh, uh, the okay. Frito. Uh, uh, what? I, 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 I am the Frito Bandito. Yeah, the Frito Bandito. Da, 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 the Frito Bandito. You must not offend. By By the way, what song is that? What What uh, Mexican song is that? That's a That's a classic, it's a classic. tune. Mine was on Route 70. Yours what? The Chi-Chi's I always wanted to go to. We never went. It was... You always wanted to go but never went. Yeah, and we were just drive by it. It wasn't in like the neighborhood. And what do you want, little girl? <laughs> I want yeah. to go to Chi-Chi's. It wasn't oh. the neighborhood we would never stop at restaurants at. Mm. Cielito Lindo is the original song. Oh, really? Yeah. Which means what? 
I don't know. I don't speak Spanish. Silitilindo. The anguished burrow. Is that what it means? I, I have no idea. I do tons of little commercial uh, jingle snippets, slogans. Uh, all throughout the day, I, th- things come into my mind. You oh, in your head, okay. yeah, th- because it permeates those. You know, an ad company is designed uh, yeah. by their very design. They're supposed to create earworms yeah. that yeah. stick with you, and so that one stuck with me since 1991. Right, and right. It just like popped into my head out of nowhere. There's a place near me, and now near you, Nick, because you live in Delco, pl- called Reyes Teca, and they had this dessert that was similar to Mexican fried ice cream in the okay. sense that it had. You know, like it was like vanilla ice cream and cinnamon based, and there was also some sort of um, what's that called? That's a classic. That's a classic Mexican dessert. Well, uh, well in yeah. Chichis, it was called Mexican fried ice cream. Okay, or at least that's what I thought. I remembered it being. All right, so we have the maybe we can if somebody knows where Mexican fried ice cream that Casey can get some. Let us know. It's a boy's dream. Been dreaming about it for years. Uh, but Nick pulled up uh, the information on that song, Celito uh, Lindo, and I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, prop is a popular Mexican song, uh, Copla, popularized in 1882. Wow. Huh. It's roughly translated as lovely sweet one. And although the word uh, cielo means sky or heaven, it is also a term of endearment comparable to sweetheart or honey. Uh, Cielito, the diminutive, can translate to sweetie, uh, and lindo means cute, lovely, or pretty. Sometimes the song is known by words from the refrain, uh, canta, canta y no llores, or simply the ay, ay, ay song, so people know it as that. And uh, apparently it gets played a lot at uh, the Olympic Games and the FIFA World Cup. Hmm. So, I wonder if the mariachi band played it when they were in here for uh, Cinco de Mayo 12 years ago. Don't you love a mariachi band, I love Sam? a mariachi I, band. I, some people hate it. I love mariachi. I, love I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Those guys we had in here. They were, they were awesome. the best. What were they called? Mariachi Flores. Yeah. Flores. Oh, my God. Flores. They sounded so cool. Yeah. Uh, let me go to uh, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank Hi. you. All right, Kevin, what do you want to tell us? Uh, there's a Mexican restaurant in Oxford Valley called Tancun that has some of the best uh, fried ice cream, fried cheesecake, and flan. Flan. Like flan. flan. I love flan. Yes. I just like saying flan. Oh, man. Fine um, flan. All right, Casey. Cancun in Oxford Valley Mall. Okay. Or not, no, is that no, the mall or just in Oxford Valley? No, okay. Just in Oxford Valley. It's actually right down the street from Oxford Valley Home Depot. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, if I need that's where I was house. married. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate no it, man. All right, there you go, Casey. You okay. can have your, your Mexican fried <sighs> ice cream and your flan if and, you like, dude. And tres leches. Oh, oh man, my I wife. Know. My wife brought home some tres leches cake mm. the other day. I have something for oh. you. I think you're going to like it. Oh, it's so good. I think if I was stuck on a desert island and had one food to choose for the rest of my life, one style of food, it would be Mexican. Like it, it, really? Yeah. yeah. It, it, because it fills you up. It's never not satisfying. It's, it's always, always good. Yeah. You can, you can, uh, Mexican food allows you, like, you can sit down and have seven or eight tacos. That's right. You yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. Ro- Rochelle has an allergic reaction to cilantro. Oh. So man. we never Aww. 
go to Mexican well, restaurants. I mean, all right, so is, is it, it possible to get another wife? <laughs> <laughs> because you can ask, you can say, hey, does this have cilantro right. in it, please? Look, almost everything yeah. Mexican comes with cilantro that in some way, shape, or form, and it, it makes her ill. So, but like you, if, you it's a, get to have if it's a oh, poor thing, I man. Know, man. I feel well, so bad but, because I love it so much. I know. Uh, she's got a big rack. Yeah. She does okay. have a big rack. All right. They're, Mexican. They're a trade. I, you know, <laughs> they're your trade offs. Uh, I, things that I used to despise, just like beans and rice, you know, like like uh, black beans and rice. I love beans and rice. I love them. I used to hate refried beans, and now, like when I get my I love little, refried beans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. you know what, man? Then then we have to do this together, Preston. If okay. you're, you know, I'll be I'll be your mistress. I'll be your Mexican lunch and dinner mistress. <laughs> right. Is that okay? Can I give you guys a reach around? Yeah. I want, I want, you know, hey, well, Eiffel Tower, you. All right, cool. Um, but oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I want in. Chase Chase. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, my favorite uh, food, if I had to pick one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I had to pick one food to have for the rest of my life, it would have to be a cheeseburger. But I was thinking, Preston, okay. uh, because you're the chef here, that you're the culinary expert. What if, uh, as I was making my fresh burger uh, patties, yes. I infused it with uh, taco seasoning. Sure, yeah, you mm-hmm. can easily do that. Yeah, yeah. It's I've ridiculous. Done that before, <laughs> it's, it's not. A, it's ridiculous. not. It's not a uh, an unheard of idea. But yeah, okay. Taco seasoning would work, or you use some cumin and and, uh, and chili powder. That would work. Yeah. Not to veer off into uh, uh, the uh, connoisseur territory, but I sent you over an article that was in the Inquirer. Yes, and I couldn't. Uh, it, it was too lengthy, and there were too many pictures, and I couldn't. Too many words on it. No, no, I, I couldn't edit it down to to bring it on the air. The main thrust of it is the ice cream hoagie. Did you see that? What? I saw that. Yeah. Yes. So it's uh, I it's three scoops of very designer ice cream mm-hmm. on some kind of bread, which I assume well is it might be more that like a uh, brioche, brioche yeah. like yeah, yeah. like we had at Disney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that. That's only where it would make sense if it's yeah. on like a regular hoagie roll. Nah, I don't I'm think not so. Eating ice cream on something like that, but I didn't get a chance to read that article. No, but it's also. It's, I guess this is the new thing. It's it's a new. It is always a new thing. There's also There's too and, many new things. This is not dessert related, but I was reading something about the other day about the uh, the pickle hoagie. What? That apparently is <gasps> oh all my the God. rage. No, there's a place called Elsie's in New Jersey, and I have been dying to go there for yeah, months. Carter, is, is it where the bread is essentially pickles? Yes. Yeah, Carter, we were on our way to the shore, and he's like, where are we going? You should... Are we going to be nearby this place? And uh, and we looked it up, and they weren't open. They were only open on certain days. Yeah, they're you should have just seen Marissa's first... reaction. <laughs> I know. She went through menopause. <laughs> and she did. That was... Uh... That would be any niche food thing that you bring yeah. up, Marissa's yeah. all over. Oh yeah. No, this place called Elsie's. Uh, in fact, Connor went there last year. I think they're only open Thursday through Sunday. Uh, that was the thing. Sunday. Yeah, they're only open on certain days. Yeah. And they sell um, uh, pickle juice uh, Bloody Mary mix, too. Interesting. Yeah. Pickle juice is the choice of athletes everywhere. <laughs> we have to deal with extreme heat. So because of you singing this jingle yesterday, Casey, yeah, I... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I was jonesing for Mexican all day. I had Mexican last night from a new Mexican restaurant. It's called uh, Buena Vista. It's in Wayne. It's right near the Great American Pub. That means good vista. It does mean the yeah. excellent vista. And um, it was really good. I But I had the, the chimichanga. And sometimes you can um, damage a chimichanga by deep frying it too much. Right. So this, it's a deep fried burrito, but essentially, this was right? lightly deep fried. Mm, so like they, a deep fried enchilada, really. Uh, this okay. was a deep fried burrito. How big was it? Uh, like a like a little baby, like it was yeah, fantastic. Chimichangas at Chi-Chi's used to be, dude. They were like yeah. this freaking. It's like big. the baby they Jesus, were huge. Mm. And uh, mm. and because of the size, it's now my, it's my lunch. 
Uh, I, I didn't finish it last night. You shall be my lunch. And I am very excited <laughs> to get home to have my, the rest of my chimichanga Nick's today. holding it over his head like Simba. And we had uh, we had flan for dessert, and it was uh, garnished with a chocolate ganache. <laughs> ah, what's a ganache? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a joke? That <laughs> no. No. Nothing. What's About two fifty an hour. <laughs> What's ganache? About two fifty now. Ganache is. Uh, I don't know specifically what is the ganache. However, I know it has to usually involves chocolate. Yes, it, this is a chocolate and, ganache. Uh, so the uh, chocolate ganache is a thing of wonder. I don't need an explanation. Uh, hang on, a few other texts are coming in concerning the pickle uh, hoagie. It says Deeb's pickle bread in Penns Grove, New Jersey, is a thing you must try. Yeah, hi, I'm uh, Deeb's. <laughs> Go back in the kitchen, will you? <laughs> <laughs> People are trying to eat. Deeps, don't don't, don't mind him. That's just Deeps. Okay. Don't mind him. Deeps, get back in here. Deeps. Listen, he's a wonderful chef, but. Deeps, don't Deeps. talk to the customers. going? Uh, this guy said, or hang on, it says we have. Uh, Oh, hold on, man. I'm lo- they're coming in too quick, and I'm losing them. Marinucci's, is that what you said, Marissa? Uh, no, the place I said is Elsie's, but we did uh, have a meet meet in a few weeks ago, and I'm trying to figure out who it was, and they brought them in, too. If it was Marinucci's, I love those guys. Marinucci's does pickle hoagie. It says here also uh, Sonny's in Limerick, which I've been to. They're great. Uh, does a pickle hoagie. So these are some cranking big pickles. It's so Yeah, they're literally taking that pickle. They're hollowing it out, so it's pretty thin, um, and then right filling there. it like a cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> like cucumber, like a hoagie. Okay. Oh, a pickle is a okay. Pickle so man. that is <laughs> that is a basically that's a zero carb hoagie, uh, uh, depending on what else is on it. But yeah, yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah, lower and, carb for yeah. sure. Uh, but if you, it's obviously if you love pickles, that's, I do that's love the thing, that. and I'm I'm a big pickle fan. So pickle man. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see here. There are a few others coming in concerning that uh, pickle hoagies. Uh, but they're, everything's coming in so quick, I'm losing it all here. We've obviously hit a, we've struck a vein. Mm-hmm. Okay. I uh, love all this stuff. We, we, over uh, vacation, I literally just cause couldn't go away anywhere. So I literally spent my vacation having all the lunch special Nietzsche foods that I want that I can't get because I'm not back in the city for it. I Nietzsche waited. foods? Nietzsche the, uh, foods? Lunch, lunch, which doesn't yeah. kill you, will make you yeah. stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have Freud foods. Yeah. Like, this food makes me want to bang my mom. <laughs> you know you know Nietzsche food. Wow. <laughs> Nietzsche food makes you stronger. <laughs> uh, so it says the meat slides around too much on pickle sandwiches. Yeah, I could see that. Also, yeah. pickle sucks. So. Glue it. What? what? No. I know. Oh, yeah, I, know. I know. I forgot about that. Uh, ganache, by the way, is chocolate and cream melted together. Oh, that's fantastic. That is a wonderful thing. That is fantastic. Anna's Corner Store in East Norton is fantastic. These are sandwich. all real Philly delis. These are every yeah. single deli that you have named has been a Deets and Watson deli. Who was in the other day, by the way? That was Linden. Okay. That they had a tuna hoagie that was sensational. Yeah. Some of the best tuna fish I've ever had. And I love Linden's because the owner, Linda, has uh, won the surf uh, crowd surfing championship at Keenan's right. several times. Because <laughs> she's she so won damn tiny. Yep. Support these businesses, and they have great food. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, well, anyhow, uh, there's uh, lots of good, yummy food out there in our area. Aye, yes. aye, Would you aye, indulge me? Aye, aye, ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Kevin knows the full lyrics to the Frito Bandito song, and it's haunting me. Let me go to him. Kevin, you are on the air, sir. Hey, hey guys. How are you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? 
And I want to tell you, I don't know if you guys remember this, because I think it was probably the early to mid-70s, but I was a little kid. But, you know, they took, they, they pulled, the network pulled that uh, Frito Bandito uh, song uh, off the air because it was racist. They, they thought it was, in, yeah, it was insensitive, and they, they, they got some blowback on it. But I was right, right? It was the, I, I, I am the Frito Bandito, and what were the rest of the lyrics? Well, here's what it was. Now, they had this little kind of de- demonic-looking uh, uh, Mexican <laughs> character, a cartoon. Okay. And he used to sing, I, 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 I am the Frito Bandito. I love Frito's corn chips. I love them. I do. I love Frito's corn chips. I steal them from you. <laughs> I steal no. them from you. Yeah, I can right. see where that'd be an issue. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. By today's standards, I wouldn't get near the network. You know. Yeah, oh, no, Kevin, I do remember there was some sort of, uh, as we would well, say, kerfuffle over that. He's got, we're looking at the, the, the picture of the character, and he's got the uh, uh, the cross, uh, you know, he's wearing guns, and he's got the, the, the gun belt. Do call that a bandolero? Uh, I don't know. Bandito. Uh, and he's got a big, uh, you know, really long mustache and a gigantic sombrero. It's a little stereotypical. Why wasn't, why wasn't that embraced warmly? Yeah, yeah. All right, th- <laughs> thank you, Kevin. You got it. Appreciate Thanks. it, man. All right. Oh, Benditos. That's the song. Okay. Uh, let me go to, hang on, Jay uh, wants to mention something real quick. Hi, Jay. Good morning. Uh, sorry to bother you with... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, people would ask for that to be a ringtone. Is that up? Yeah, it's it is up. up. Thank you. All right, we're going to get that up. All right, Jay, what do you want to comment on? All right, so I wanted to know when all the pickle talk, because you guys ever had pickle pizza? No. No? Is it just regular pizza with pickles so, on it? It's it's a white pizza. Well, the way I get it, it's a white pizza with pickles, chopped up pickles, bacon, and onion, and then you can throw a little ranch on top, but it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I could be down with that. Mm-hmm. Not me. No? Why not? No. What's, Why not? what's the factor that's making it a no-go for you? I don't think the pickles fit in with that. But, I, listen, I haven't tried it. And the ranch dressing? Yeah, ranch oh, on so pizza good. apparently is really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. Yep. Now, I've had I've had a cheeseburger pizza before that had pickles on it, and that made sense because the other ingredients were, you know, like American cheese and hamburger and, and uh, ketchup. And Was it too pe- much? Uh, li- listen, I'll just have a cheeseburger. How about that? Yeah. You know, instead of a cheeseburger pizza. Because when you, know you get one of those pizzas that's like extra thick crust or, or too many toppings. I mean, And, it, and it's, the beef on top. Yeah, you, it's you fun get the meat for a sweats. second. But yeah, yeah, yeah you do. It's, it's like, uh, it's too heavy. Now, yeah. I used to love a piece of pizza. I used to do like a rigatoni pizza. And it was yeah. literally just like big ziti yeah. on top of yeah. a slice of pizza. There was a place at Granite Rum Mall that had ziti on the pizza. Was it Sparrow's? Was it Sparrow's? Yeah. No, it was, in, it was upstairs. It was oh, a different. Do you remember? Scotto's. Was that no, it? it was. Spupstairs. 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 Yeah, remember that? Yeah, I do. They, they had pasta pizzas, which mm-hmm. was kind of interesting. That's a carb overload. I know. If yeah. you are going to make a specialty pizza, I'm okay with all of it, um, but you just can't put any of the specialty items near the middle of the pizza because that ends up being the point of <laughs> the pizza triangle, and that's the part that kind of flops down. Well, yeah, when I, when I, I worked in a couple of pizza joints, and, and the thing, you when you were making the pizzas, you were told to avoid the mountain because if you were new if you're new but making a pizza and you put all the ingredients on there you tended to pile them up to where they came up in, the, in this middle thing and you need you need to spread them ah. out or else you end up with the mountain in the you middle avoid the mountain. and it doesn't make for a pleasant eating experience yeah there's a place in midtown that does a cracked egg over it but they crack it right in the center so everybody pick, and it's Gets so a little thin. bit of it. yeah it's so thin but it, as soon as you pick up the slice it just falls off well, I'm, I'm on board for this detroit style pizza now yeah. there's yeah. a place out near me thank you had God. it 
Uh, yeah, I've, I've had it before. We had it a couple of years ago at the Camp Out for Hunger, but there's a place out by me that now has it called Northbound. And we just ordered a, a we just, we, Rochelle and I were eating dinner and we wanted to get something for the kids. So we ordered a couple of things and one of them was a cheese pizza and we took it home and we opened up and we're like, this don't look like no pizza. What is that? And I tried a bite of it and I'm like, dear God, this is fantastic. Is the so place in Manny Now I'm on board for now. It's mainly because of that burnt cheese oh on the outside of it. Can I get just that, please? That's amazing. Well, if you ate it with my, my daughters, you would get nothing but that because they don't like cheese. Oh, and they yes. tear that off the edges Love and it. they hand it to me. Don't ever tell them that that's your favorite part. So Steve Pizza John is the one in Maniac right. that opens right in the center, right next to Pitchers. And a secret that I'm going to share with everybody, uh, Casey and I talk about Pizza Gut all yes. the time, but sometimes it's hard to get reservations. You have to follow him on Instagram, get the link. You can now get it anytime, all the time, at a place called Bur- Bourbon and Branch in uh, Northern Liberties. ice cream. <laughs> You know your stuff. And uh, they they make one that has chicken parm on it. A oh. vegan chicken parm, too. Options. Vegan? I'm like, okay, never Yeah, mind. I know. They're so, no, they regular chicken parm, too. Okay. Because chicken and <laughs> parm are decidedly not vegan. All right, anyhow. Uh, all right, well, this has been an interesting food chat. I didn't expect it to turn into that, but that's good. Can we all sing it together one time? Yes. Yeah. All right, thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, and with all this food chat, let's give away a $25 Rita's Water Ice gift card. Uh, don't forget that they uh, obviously have not changed. Even though things have been different, Rita's still serving refreshing Italian ice and delicious frozen custard. Be cool. Eat a Rita's. Call number 15. We give you that gift card. 215-263-WMMR. When we get back, Joe Gatto of The Impractical Jokers will be joining us. Lately, we've heard a lot about social distancing and how we're all in this together. Well, you know, one thing that keeps us together and reduces that distance is the common experience of listening to the radio. Today's the 100th anniversary of the first commercial radio broadcast. We at WMMR want to say thank you for spending time with us. We really appreciate it. The power of music and laughter reminds us that we're stronger together, and we know that we'll emerge from this challenge resilient and ready to build a brighter future. So happy National Radio Day, everyone. Wherever and however you listen, we're grateful for the role you allow us to play. We're 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. That we were talking about uh, desserts a little while ago. had a nice discussion. And one of the interesting things about our next guest is all his dogs have been named after desserts. (laughs) Of course. Or at least foods, anyhow, specifically. Uh, And... Uh, we have had him here in the studio. We have hosted his group's events over the years at various locations when he, when they come through Philadelphia. Billy loves and, them. And we still watch the show all the time in my house. Please welcome, from the Impractical Jokers, Mr. Joe Gatto Yay! to the program. Hey, Joe. Look at you guys. How hey, are you? We're wonderful, man. Well, as good as we can be. How you doing? I'm doing good. I think we should surprise Marissa again and go to traffic. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really throw her off her game. I've only be got ready. one in me. Yeah. Uh, hey, so listen, Joe, I had mentioned your dogs, and uh, the reason I bring that up, obviously, is because you've got a book out, and it's it's all about the dogs you've had through the years, right? Yeah, yeah, it's called The Dog Father, and it's uh, my love of dogs, desserts, and growing up Italian. <laughs> and it's a little bit of uh, just a shout-out to, uh, you know, um, I'm a big advocate of adopting, not shopping, and uh, rescue animals. So I just talk about each of my favorite desserts growing up, which they're all named for. I have 
six dogs, and the names are Cannoli, Biscotti, Tartufo, <laughs> Zeppoli, Spumoni, Pignoli, and Napoleon. And Napoleon. <laughs> Listen, I love it. I, 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 the whole concept, by the way, of what you're doing and rescuing and adopting is, is near and dear. My wife and I do a whole bunch of animal charity work. And, and uh, uh, so how many dogs is currently, how many do you have? Is it six? Currently I have six. There's eight in the book because uh, two of them, we, we adopted some seniors. I have a rotating senior slot. That's where, awesome. Uh, we, we pick up an old one and uh, let it live out its days here again. Oh. And, and uh, we've had a couple of those. Uh, so there's eight in the book. That is fantastic. Nice. So, so is this is this going to be sort of the new Marley and me without the sadness? This is pretty much it. Yeah, I went with a happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's great. It's great to get the word out, too. <laughs> hey, now. Yeah, it was a lot of fun because I get to, like, oh, you know, because the show, Joe, Impractical Jokers, people get to see a lot of my personality. And this is even a a bigger, like, uh, you know, view into me. And all, I took all the photos myself. They were all taken to my home. So wow. it's really a fun project to do. Hey, now, you, you know, Murr's written several books. Uh, you you have this one. Anybody else in the crew uh, put pen to paper and put out a book? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Q is a writer as well, and he's done. He's doing some stuff with uh, graphic novels and things. He's a oh. huge comic book guy, and he's, he's done some stuff too. So we're all trying our hand at it. And uh, Sal does flip books, you know, like little stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> like coloring books. <laughs> Coloring books and Mad Libs. That's perfect. I wanted to ask you, because she's a social media star, this this woman, Sarah T, on on TikTok and Instagram, incredibly gorgeous, and and you've done a few TikTok videos with her. How did you you meet her? Yeah, we were uh, fans of each other. Actually, she was, um, we had filmed an episode of Jokers in Universal Studios, and at the same time, Howie Mandel was doing uh, a tour of Deal or No Deal, and they were filming there as well, and we know Howie. And I was coming back to the hotel, and 10 gorgeous models stopped me and were like, oh, my God, Joe. I'm like, hi. Who are you? I thought I got put up to it. And she was one of She had worked on the show as one of the um, Deal or No Deal models. And we became friendly after that, and I was in L.A. promoting the movie, Impractical Jokers movie. She's, I mean, she's, she's unbelievable. President, she's super fit, right, right in your wheelhouse the there. The dancing is unbelievable, so I just thought it would be really funny to do, like, a side-by-side. Because <laughs> my rhythm is non-existent. <laughs> 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 nice. Hey, I want to I want to congratulate you uh Joe and the gang on uh the the dinner party shows. Yeah. Uh that you guys have put yeah. on because I I listen, I've I've been underwhelmed by a lot of the uh COVID programming that has taken place and people using Zoom and so on to to put together shows and I love how you guys have done it. Uh, it it seems to run pretty seamlessly. You guys are all having dinner. You you all make the same dish, or at least the the episode I remember seeing and and uh, your interpretations of it. And is that uh, is that a pretty easy thing to pull off, or do you guys have some hiccups along the way? Yeah, it was it it was definitely you know during the whole when the whole lockdown happened, we were had started shooting uh, season nine of Jokers, and we had to stop and. Everybody was stuck at home, and we still wanted to, you know, be out there for the fans and give them something to watch. And we thought, what could be our version of an at-home show? And we genuinely missed each other, too, because we're friends 30 years, and we had never gone more than a month without seeing each other, like, over that time. So it was really, really insane for us. Um, The biggest thing was the technology for us, because... We, we couldn't have anybody in our house to hook the stuff up. We're not very technically savvy, and just these three cases show up with all sorts of cameras and wires and decks. <laughs> and they actually have so much video of Sal trying to find out which plug goes in what, <laughs> just like fumbling around. Oh, so that great. was the 
pick up. But as far as the show goes, we love it. It's just really friends, you know, friends having dinner and uh, getting to talk as we do. So it was really, really good organic fit. Well, a number of the shows actually have gone into production in what they call production bubbles. Now, the very nature of what you do in Practical Jokers involves going out amongst other people. So that's off the uh, the, the table. But Misery Index, um, any any plans to start filming that again soon? Yeah, yeah. Season three just got uh, announced, and that'll we'll be filming that at the end of the year um, because we're only next to one person with that. You know, it's the two of us, right? So that's way easier to control. And as far as Joker's, we've gone back in production. They're going to release uh, some episodes, uh, but it's going to be done in a very different way. We're not going to supermarkets or parks or anything like that. We've just figured out a new way to do it. So of course, the show had to evolve. Was uh, was the Dog Father already in the works uh, before all this happened, or did you find yourself with uh, time on your hands and like now's the time? to do it? Yeah, I found myself with time in my hands. I was talking with uh, uh, my cousin Mike, and we were talking about you know what to do with the time. Everything was shut down. I didn't have anything, and I realized because I travel so much work, I realized, oh, I have a family here in Long Island. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, so I got to be a parent, you know, and a father and a husband in a different way than I've ever been, so it was really, really fun, and I was around the dogs, and I always loved photography, and so he threw out the idea, and I said, sure, let's, let's do it, and uh, here we go. Now it gets released uh, next week on Amazon. How many kids do you have again, Joe? I have two kids. You have uh, two kids, I, how, and how old are they? Five and three. Five and three. All right. So six dogs. When do they get incorporated into Impractical Jokers? <laughs> Last season, they actually used my daughter to punish me, Milana. We went to, uh, they put me in a parenting group with her, but they wrote the responses to the questionnaire. Oh. <laughs> and I had to think of all these moms and dads about my, so I didn't look like the best father in the world. That's, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's outstanding. Oh, my God. That's too, uh, that's hilarious. Hey, you know, with, with the years, you know, you mentioned 30 years. You guys being buds all the way back to high school and everything. And even with the closest of friends, when you're talking about multiple people, you t- you you have these moments where you phase in and out as far as buddying up with one guy in particular for a while. Or maybe somebody's kind of annoying the rest of the crew. Are there little dramas, even though you guys are as close as you are, that happen through the course of 30 years? Yeah, I mean, for sure. But I, I think with our relationship, a lot of it happened early. Um, as we were, like, finding our footing. And especially when you're a creative, you put creativity on top of that where, you know, comedy's so subjective and you have four different, you know, voices trying to find one voice, which becomes, you know, your brand. So I think that was a challenge that we had to face, which most groups don't have to face. Um, but a lot now we basically, you know, we're at this point, we're 44 years old. We're all yeah. the men we are going to be. We're not, we're not evolving into anything different. You know, we found fame older in life. I think that helped. Um, so, you know, it, it was, it's not as clicky as you think. Okay. All right. Yeah. I figured, you know, they're, they're just people phase in and out a little bit, but you guys seem to be, you seem to have that strong. Well, and that's good too, yeah, because you're, you're the like activities with, you know, like yeah. I, if I'm going to go to a movie, I'm going to go to a movie with Q. Like, you know, I, me and him, like he really is like a nerd and knows a lot about stuff in that kind of that kind of way you know those kind of universes so he's great to go with sal and i love to eat together <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and then me and murray were roommates for uh, a while so i've had enough of him <laughs> now, now it's well known that sal has a fear and and or hates cats i don't know which it is but what's what's his take on dogs because i know he's a, he's a germaphobe and dogs you know maybe somebody who's that way might seem a bit dirty to them does he have any issue with dogs <laughs> 
I will say when he comes to my house, he does get a bit overwhelmed by my pack of gatto pups that come yeah. to attack him. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun for me to watch. I'm sure. Uh, no, he's, he's definitely a little bit more. He had dogs growing up, so he's definitely a little okay. bit more. Okay, right. Uh, yeah, he would, he would die at my house. I have nine cats, all rescued cats. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, talk to me after this. Maybe we'll make him come clean your house. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, wow. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Joe, if people want to get the dog father, what's the best way to go about it? Um, August 26th, it's available on Amazon.com, so uh, that's when it comes out. Uh, is, is there an audible version? And do you read it if there uh, is? Yeah, there there will be an audible version. That's not uh, w- that's the next step we're working on. All right. Okay, excellent. Hey, Joe, it is always great to talk to you. Still love the show. You guys are killing it, and uh, just keep doing what you're doing. All right, man? Guys, you, you're always a pleasure to talk to. I was so glad to see that I was able to get on with you guys. You're always so supportive and so fun, so thank you so much. Really excellent. Anytime. Joe Gatto, yeah! guys. Impractical jokers. Uh, they're great guys. They're 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 a lot of fun. They're really super nice. They're happy where they are at, in life. They're yeah. doing stuff that's creative. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, you know, you you know, people that sort of hit a level and they and they're that's it and they love it and that and that works. Yeah. And also, their creativity continues. Yeah. To amaze me because I'm like, okay, how how many new ideas could they possibly come up with? And they're always. They're always hitting it out of the park. Well, they've told us about they, they'll have a, a writing staff of like, you know, six, seven, eight people who are just generating ideas. They're generating ideas. And then, you know, the the amount that make uh, the, the grade and get on the TV show are just a fraction of all the ideas that have been generated. There was one punishment in particular. I remember they uh, they had Q who was hosting a um, like a paint party, uh, like paintings for an art party for kids. Mm-hmm. And so... As these kids are doing these paintings, they made Q go to every single one. He's the the director. He's the instructor. Right. He came over and take a, a broad uh, paintbrush with red paint and put a big X <laughs> across whatever the kid was painting. Oh, and it was so you could just tell he just it was he hated every second of it. He's just like, I'm going to hell. This is the worst thing I've ever done in my life. And it was brilliant. It was excellent. So I love it. Nice to talk to Joe. And it's nice to talk to our next guest, who is ready to go. He's actually performing tonight. This is this is very cool. And tomorrow, yeah. and Saturday, and Sunday at Punchline. Punchline, you say? They're doing comedy shows. Well, well yes, they are. It's not a dystopian world that we. No, uh, they're they're doing um, what they call the it's uh, the callback stage, right? And it's it's an outdoor area, and there's uh, it's a, a one. Uh, you you can eat and and your ticket price includes a food item and all this stuff so it's great and the weather's going to be phenomenal tonight to yeah, be yeah. outside so you want to go see a show I don't know what the status is on ticket sales but we can certainly ask him uh, please welcome Sam Rill to the yeah! show this morning good morning Sam hey guys hey thanks for having me no problem man uh, yeah dude you got a great night set for you tonight I know you're playing all weekend but uh, listen it's a big deal. Live comedy, being able to go out and see a show, it's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, I mean, you said it's not a dystopian world. It feels a little dystopian. <laughs> yes. To see uh, everybody in masks. I mean, it's good they're wearing masks, but also you're just like, man, I'm doing this outdoors. Last year, I, I you know, I'd be thinking like, yeah, it's got to be low ceilings in the club so we could, you know, get the laughter to bounce off the walls. I want security present. I want... <laughs> I want one healthy option on the menu just so I have, you know, the choice if I want to have a, you know, fish or a salad, you know. This year, I'm like, yeah, I'll do a parking lot. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's so funny how that's progressed. I mean, even Van Halen will allow the 
green M&Ms. What, what was it back in there? Uh, yeah, the brown M&Ms. <laughs> yeah, brown M&Ms. Yeah. yeah, because it gets that way. But we had we just had uh, uh, Bert Kreischer here playing the uh, live-in drive-in uh, at Citizens Bank Park. And, uh, and then bands adjusting to the outside stuff. But, yeah, it's... But you know what? The audiences, and I'm sure you know you're going to have it tonight. It's it's a tick towards the direction of okay normalcy, and 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 just that vibe alone carries it. And then obviously you're going to you know deliver your usual great show. But yeah, I can see that being a weird thing. Uh, have you done any uh, other outdoor stuff so far, or is are you are you just dipping your feet in the water right now? Yeah, I did. I did uh, two shows in Brooklyn on Tuesday night. They were great. I did a. I did one on the back of a pickup truck in L.A. I did. Um, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like every. Yeah, every description of the show sounds like a country song. Well, I, d- d- I, does the pickup truck allow you a rider? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I only. I only do Ford pickup trucks. Yeah. I told them, look, this is how I am. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I've done a few outdoor shows. I did one that was like a virtual reality showroom, which was like, it looked like out of Ex Machina. It was like <laughs> screens on, it was like 50 little screens and you could see someone's face. I've done Zoom shows, but Zoom shows is like the comedy equivalent of having, it's like, it's like, this. it's like, that is the comedy what having sex with a sex robot is to real sex. You're like, I mean, I get, it's better than nothing, I guess. I'm right, not, right. Well, I'm not s- loving it better than nothing like that's what we're all excited about and the setup they have a punchline it's in that grassy area in front of the club so everybody has their own little like i don't know if their chairs or couches but and then their servers coming up I and mean, we've been eating dinner in the bike lane for the past few weeks <laughs> like it's that's the only option we have right now so thank you for coming <laughs> Yeah, that's a really healthy uh, idea to have. Yeah, have dinner in the bike lane. Uh, I'm a Chinese <laughs> delivery guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, well, well, let me ask you. So, uh, when you when you first stand, because it's something that threw us off, because we were get we were delivering, you know, sort of uh, messages to the audience prior to the show uh, on uh, with with Bert Kreischer, and and you know you you you're not getting an immediate reaction, and it's it's kind of weird. Uh, have you have you found your footing? Do you do you believe you have it? You know, I mean, because obviously in these cases you're seeing an audience, you're getting that response, but there's still these variables that you're not used to. Yeah, I I, uh, I did a show uh, in Brooklyn on Tuesday, and you're like you're you're fighting with like, you know, I I used to like tell jokes like I, timing was very important to me. Yeah, uh, feeling the silences was very important to me. And now I'm trying to deliver jokes over fire trucks at times. Like right. a car will go by. Now I'm like, now I'm like, damn it, a fire! And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, no, you're ruining my show. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to prioritize. But it was like, it was like, I was, I forget who we were talking to, but I said, remember there was for a while there was this big thing about comedians taking to the streets and going out in parks, and it was kind of all the rage for a while. You'd have these. You know, like like uh, like David Blaine is the street musician. You know, the it was sort of kind of a badge of honor to go out and perform comedy. You know, Gonzo style, and uh, <laughs> that's almost what it seems like now. I haven't heard the uh, all the rage used in, in a while. I think it's I think it's only you and Mario Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Is this is this uh, Preston and Steve or Access Hollywood? <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't I don't know. You know, it, it really is tough to to get used to certain stuff because you know, uh, yeah. I mean, there were planes going by, which I was like, I didn't know there was a terminal in Brooklyn. I, I thought 
I have the, we should we should search. I bet Amelia Earhart is buried nearby. I don't know. Uh, has, has anyone checked Brooklyn? There's so many planes. You got to do. There are sounds you're not used to, but at, at the same time, you know, at, we're all in it together, and, yeah. and the crowds are, are understanding. And and it, it's funny. People say, you know, this is like last year. This would have been a hell gig, and you say, well, last year it would have been crazy to perform outdoors. Yeah. But now this is the safe option, and. People they want it, so they're they're better crowd. So with other places around the, the country that are there's some places that are a little bit more open up and so on and so forth, and some are you know some restaurants are, are you know there's uh, they have a reduced percentage of uh, clientele that can come in, but they're doing it. Uh, are you starting to see gigs that are, are not on the back of a truck and like tonight popping up more and more, or is it still sort of um, here and there? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm I'm working like every weekend now. For, Good, you know, at least to the end of September. We'll see how long we can do outdoors. I mean, New, New Yorkers are crazy. Like when I was in Los Angeles, they have all this space, and they'd have like one or two shows. New York shows are like they're like, all right, we got a show on the sidewalk, and I'm like, oh, how quickly I've fallen. You know, I used to like, <laughs> I because I'm just saying yes to everything. I just want to do it, but like I really, we really have become <laughs> the most desperate people. Like we are crazy. We are the crazy people now. Like I used to see those guys come on the train. Like that is what's going to happen, by the way, in the winter. You know that you're going to get emails from people like we got a show in the D train. Some, some <laughs> oh of the God. people were expecting it. Not everybody, but uh, yeah. is it possible then? Does that give us a a modified view of your uh, your your homeless person walking along, talking to themselves? Is it possible they're doing a set? Uh, probably. I, think, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's how they start out. I don't know. I did see I did see a homeless guy playing with himself on the train, and you won't believe this, but he wasn't wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, what is that? What is that's that? That's not cool. <laughs> I follow an Instagram account called, I think, Subway Creatures, and it's just the craziest things on New York subways, and that is not even the the tamest thing you've ever seen i'm sure <laughs> yeah oh it's, i mean yeah it's, people really are are a little crazier now and that's like it's funny people are like you know this is this is gonna be really bad you know this is like i hope you're ready for like new york 1968 to 1980 <laughs> to happen again and i'm like oh you mean like all the best movies ever made i can deal with that you, know? I mean, you there's you, you you speak the truth the oh, the opening of shaft where he's walking through that super seedy Times Square. It's like God. Yes. That, that looks wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, 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 I, I'm totally. I'll take Midnight Cowboy uh, Times Square over. Oh, if we can, if we can blow up the M M&M and M store, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. You know? <laughs> oh my God, Sam. There's like and there's, there's there's scenes in Death Wish where the original Charles Bronson, where they've got you know they got shots of the city and it's just it's complete pandemonium. It's like. It's almost like now it's like looking at a courier and eyes, but, you know, it's like, wow, that's so nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, it really like it's, Times Square, like yeah, maybe at least there's a happy medium between, you know, like Papa Gum Shrimp House and uh, and every store being an adult. But I don't I don't know how you all stay in business now, an adult video store, because now you need a few vaping stores in there. You need like. You need to go with the times a little bit, yeah. I, yeah, because yeah, it used to be literally, and I remember, it, I mean, every store had some sort of hole in a window that you could look through and kind of check the merchandise. It was peep show after peep show after peep show. That's what it was. 
Yeah, the internet really, they really ruined peep shows. Huh? Yes. I mean, that was... <laughs> Crawling to halt. It's yeah. not doesn't, nice. doesn't, doesn't make a lot of sense to, to walk around with a handful of quarters these days when you can just log on. <laughs> you, don't have you know what I'm pretty bummed about? I didn't realize webcam girl was a safer career than comedy, but in this pandemic, they are killing it. You're right. <laughs> Yeah, the f- fans, fans only, only yeah. thing is, uh, yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. Wow. Uh, hey, I mean, uh, Sam, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, I, I was reading that, you know, you host a, a podcast, a, a basketball podcast. Number one, yeah. I didn't know that that was your, you know, that's your sport. But um, what, what's been your, your take on, on how things are? What, what's it like watching games for you right now? I love it. This is this is the best basketball season I think. I obviously to break aside in in years because it's wide open. It's not like I I, I really don't know who's going to win it all. Every team has a weakness, so I'm I'm pretty pumped. I love that they're you know they all have a message on the back of their jerseys. You know, which yeah. I think is like it's. Pretty, I, I think Rudy Gobert should just say sorry uh, for, for, for shutting down the league. But, I mean, you know, I, I know the NBA is, has never been better. It's, it's, it's great basketball. It sucks that a couple of guys, young guys got uh, these injuries like Triple J and uh, Jonathan Isaac. But ben otherwise, Simmons. man, ben Simmons, yeah. and Simmons. Oh, my God, it's your guy. For, oh, yeah, you guys are. Uh, oh, it's it's brutal right it's now. It's a mess. It is, it is really, really brutal. But listen, I mean, for you, because you tend to, you work at night, this has got to be great for you. You you have 1 o'clock basketball game, 3.30 basketball game, 6 o'clock. I mean, you have three games before you even go on stage. It's the best, man. It, I love it, and uh, I love the beef. Like Jimmy Butler, just like starting beef with people in the bubble, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he's your old guy. Yeah, I mean, I just I feel for you guys because you really had a shot this year. Because it's kind of I mean, you, you it's crazy thing. You guys kind of could have won last year. You could have won it all because you lost on this crazy shot by Kawhi. Then you had four guys last year, and now it's like. Yeah, like uh, it's rough, for- man. Sam, I'm telling you, and, and listen, because I'm pretty sure you're a Knicks fan, so I know that you can feel our pain. But, like, when, when I watch Jason Tatum, you know, just put up 30 points and then 34 right. points, like, he should have been on the Sixers. But, you know, and, and so it's been hindsight for us for the last few years. Like, every time Jason Tatum scores a bucket, especially against the Sixers, I hate Markel Fultz just a little bit more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, dude, I I feel you. I I he should have been on your team. You guys gave up more for it. That was crazy. And then on top of that, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm a Knicks fan, so we took Kevin Knox over like Donovan Mitchell. We took him <laughs> over. Hey, the the jury's still out on that one. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> no, but, but then but then we yeah, and Michael Porter Jr. was the one everyone wanted us to take, but he had injury concerns, and he seems like the he seems like he's got a weird Twitter. Like he's like. He's like kind of like an all lives matter Twitter, and he's always like posting weird stuff. But but Michael Porter is looking incredible. So 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 which which of the of the sports? So obviously that's a sport that moves. And we were talking about it's it's kind of cool to hear the squeaking of the uh, of the of the sneakers on the hardwood and all that stuff. Wh- which of of the majors do you think is is the most um, sort of uncanny valley weird? This seems weird. When you watch it, with football, football's coming up, obviously, the hockey, everything. Which which one to you seems the weirdest without an audience in attendance? Uh, basketball doesn't feel that weird. I mean, yeah. I, we haven't really seen football yet. Uh, 
But basketball, really, it doesn't feel weird because they, they, the announcers just have to, like, be a little more enthusiastic. It's, like, more the flow they have to throw in. But then they have fans zoomed in at baseball games, right, in some of the stadiums. They have uh, – or they at least have the fake – faces there yeah we yeah. we were we were some of the cardboard cutouts for the uh for the Phillies <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I uh and then and basketball they they're kind of just it feels good I don't know like I it is hilarious that like no teams have home court advantage anymore like you just it's just not it like they'll they'll like photoshop a logo on <laughs> like that makes a difference you know it's like <laughs> Like, 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 man, the Celtics, now they they got TD Bank on the floor. They must really be crushing it. You know, I don't know. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, so it, hockey's weird. I, I think hockey really has their – listen, hockey and basketball definitely have their acts together, right? So, um, w- you know, with the stuff in the background. Baseball definitely, for me, I think seems and it looks the weirdest, sounds the weirdest. But hockey, like, they even, like, change bench sides, right? So when, when the Flyers are home, they're on one bench, and when they're away, they're on another bench. And then when they score, they pump the 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 sirens, you know, so they get that sort of home field or home ice feel to it. But it's it's I wonder if they get like the home locker rooms. That's a good question. Yeah, they should have. They should have one guy. They should just have like one drunk guy screaming slurs. To make it feel like, it's, like it's really home. Yeah. 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 You know what my idea was for the bubble, honestly, and this is like I think this is a really good idea for at least for the NBA bubble for the playoffs. Each team should get one crazy fan who's in the bubble. <laughs> That's like, great. Philly, you guys, you guys should have Kevin Hart just screaming at the game because yeah. he's like a real Sixers fan, right? So you should have <laughs> the Knicks. Aren't there? So we don't. We would have had. A, we would have had like Michael Rappaport or something yeah. if we were yeah. in the mix. You get someone crazy in there to scream, and that way it's one troll. Because that you need that. You need you need fans. There. I like that have... idea. One designated who who's basically a representation of all <laughs> of of you know that 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 gives that gives a little bit of an edge uh, to it without overwhelming the players. I think it's a great idea, man. You get yeah. uh, you get Jack Nicholson from the Lakers just sitting there, <laughs> just sitting. <laughs> it's like Randy but, Quaid in uh, Major League, like the three guys in yeah. the outfield when nobody else was in the stands. It kind of pumped up the players. Oh, that's such a good movie. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> Randy yeah, Quaid yeah. is in Major was League. It? Was he? Was yeah? Wasn't he one of the guys? I don't remember. Who he, were the in the, the stands? Guys. Yeah. Randy Quaid was not in. No, that. No, Randy Quaid was not in that. Who was it? I don't know. We will look that that information up up. right now. It's just like, wait a minute, Randy (laughs) Quay wasn't in it. Uh, But you know what, Randy Quay should have been in it. He was in Independence Day, Preston. Oh, similar movie. (laughs) Wow. That was when when Bill Pullman was like the president in everything. Right. We need need Bill Pullman. We're like, all right, I guess. That's that's when like a president in movies could only be like uh, a white guy who was like forty two. That's like that's the only that's the only every, everyone now, now, everyone was a riff on Jack Kennedy. Yes. Now 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 and now apparently in an election we can only have a seventy six year old <laughs> right, uh, right, white right. guy exactly. Now, now now Bill in like ten years Bill Pullman can uh, play president right <laughs> finally <laughs> finally again. All right. Well, listen, Sam. We're happy that uh, that live shows are back. We're happy that you're in town. You got a uh, you got a few shows. Ju- shows just to let people know there's a show tonight at seven. Tomorrow there's sh- two shows, and then Sunday, yeah, uh, there's a six thirty show as well. And you you can go to punchlinephilly.com, and also they'll they'll let you know the the safety guidelines and things like that and the way it's t- going to be rolling out. So 
Um, I would imagine you're going to sell out. So uh, I think they're all sold out. Except okay. For, uh, except for Sunday, there might be one or two tickets left for the for the late show tonight. But uh, yeah, I think it's just Sunday. Well, then order them now. Sunday. Order them now because they will go fast. People are just chomping at the bit to see some live comedy. So that, that that's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so it doesn't bother you all day. Randy Quaid was in Major League Two. two. Okay. Which that for movie does even count. Mike, I don't get it. That movie doesn't even count. So good. It's like Caddyshack. <laughs> all right, listen. Which Randy Quaid was in? He was, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, about, how about Major League Three? Back to the Minors. Oh, dear Lord. That's the one we don't talk about. Yeah. All right, young, hey. young, but young Walton Goggins, that was in that great actor. Oh yeah, we had Walton Goggins in studio. No, we did not. Uh, but uh, we like him a lot. Okay. He's been in lots of Quentin Tarantino movies. Fair enough. Uh, Sam, it's good to talk to you. Enjoy your time in Philly, man. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. You got it anytime, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Sam Morell on the show. He's awesome. Love having him on the program. All right. Um, hey, we have a, a moment here. Steve, you wanted to mention a charity. Yes, band. it's actually really nice. So, you know, we have uh, Max Fund, which is my wife's charity. It helps, uh, uh, to, you know, for medical needs for homeless and, sh- and uh, community cats. And uh, Armin, uh, Armin Hammer stepped up. Volvo had stepped up. Keystone Volvo. Armin Hammer, which makes the greatest kitty litter in the world. They're offering up another match donor match program. So uh, up to $5,000 for every dollar you raise or donate uh, for Max Fund, it's going to go uh, and they'll match it up to 5000 grand. So the money raised will go directly to fund the TNR voucher program with Forgotten Cats. This helps community cats in the Philadelphia area. And uh, there's a couple of things Arm and Hammer just asked me to say, and I'm only too happy to do this. They're committed to helping cats find caring pet parents through animal shelters. And you can visit felinegenerous.com. We'll put all this information up on PrestonandSteve.com. And they believe every cat needs to be, uh, you know, uh, deserves to be adopted. And again, all you have to do, and we're going to get it up on PrestonandSteve.com. It's on my social media. Go to Max Fund on the front page there. If you make a donation, no matter how small or whatever, if we can get to $5,000, they donate another five. That's $10,000 because a lot of the surgeries and things that are needing to be done and a lot of the TNR for helping these cats, these homeless cats, is not being done. Obviously, there's tons of good charities and if your sensibilities happen to lean a little bit more towards helping animals, we'd appreciate it. And we certainly appreciate Arm & Hammer for doing this incredibly generous thing. Nice. So you can get the information uh, through your social media? Yes. And cool. on, it'll be up on PrestonSteve.com as well. Excellent. Hey, um, AMC is opening theaters in select uh, cities today. Do we know if that includes our region? It does. Not? It, it does. It includes, I believe, the Plymouth Meeting AMC. Okay. Uh, so, and I think that's with that that super twenties price. Some of the biggest uh, movie going markets are not like Los Angeles and New York um, because the risk is too high. But AMC is opening up theaters. It says Atlanta, Chicago, and I guess locally and Coronaville. They skipped Coronaville. Yeah, uh, but they are offering big incentives to get people through the doors, including fifteen cent admissions. On reopening day, which is today. Yes. And that's at more than 100 locations, so you'll have to check locally to see. Here, hold on, here's a, a list. Four AMC theaters in our area are reopening. Uh, so AMC Center Valley 16, AMC Maple 10. Marple, yeah, that's me. That's oh, mine. Marple, I'm yeah. sorry. Marple, okay, AMC Neshaminy, and then AMC Plymouth Meeting. That's the one I usually end up at. Uh, so... They might. I don't know if they're doing the 15-cent admissions there or not, but they are in some. Uh, discounted popcorn and other snacks. And both Regal and AMC are offering $5 screenings of past hits such as Back to the Future and Black Panther. And it's unclear how many people are going to be visiting, but they are putting 
safeguards in place, including requiring customers and employees to wear masks uh, when not eating or drinking, uh, extra sanitizing of auditoriums, capping attendance at a half or a third of capacity, and leaving empty seats between groups. All right. So, Again, I'm sorry, Case Carter. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, at, at the Marple 10, the, the, the three movies that they're playing are Back to the Future, Ghostbusters from 84, and then Bloodshot. 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 That is, is that that Vin Diesel movie? I think it is. Okay. okay. So that was supposed to be new. It's about family. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's that one. It was, I think it was on Netflix. Yeah, is it, was, it not? I think it was supposed to be new right. in like March or whatever, and then they made it available immediately to either rent or buy on demand. They so, just had it sitting in the room. Like, I guess we'll do <laughs> Bloodshot. <laughs> be the other Scorpion one. King 3. Right, yeah. No uh, uh, they they yeah. want it from us. But, uh, you know, for the most part, um, they're, they're getting everything sort of up and running because they do have, there are some movies they're looking to release. You know, Chris Nolan has been very adamant about wanting an actual theatrical release for Tenant. And uh, that looks like that will happen probably towards the end of September. Yeah, I'm on their website. Uh, the 15 cent tickets are happening just today. Um, and then they're also doing $5 like snacks, like popcorn and okay. sodas and stuff. And nice. that's Trace Lachey's? Oh, Five dollars They said they're going to expand the menu soon, so wow. that's coming. Uh, speaking of movies, uh, this is kind of interesting. There is a new wooden statue that was erected in the small British Columbia town of John Rambo, where First Blood was shot. I saw it. Yeah, it's it looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with the majority of First Blood shot in and around Hope, British Columbia. Is termites are eating my balls. The town has uh, served as a tourist attraction for fans of the franchise over the past few decades. I'm surprised they let him hold a uh, uh, a machine gun. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he's holding the the 50 cal yeah. with the uh, the the ammunition belt wrapped around his uh, his chest. He kind of uh, looks like Cher. Hope. <laughs> Do you think so? <laughs> Uh, they did kind of widen his face just a tiny just bit. Just a bit. They yeah. made it. So they, they uh, actually, this company that I get uh, stuff from, there's two companies, Hot Toys and Sideshow Collectibles. They have a Rambo figure that looks great. I, I, Rambo's all the rage again. Yes. And I, I said all the rage again. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember Rambo looking like this in that first Blood movie. No, he looks like this in the uh, second and yeah. third. First Blood part uh, two. Well, at the end of the at the movie, he's using a fifty caliber machine gun. He's got like a end, wife beater on. At though. the end of First Blood, I, you I you know I I don't I, remember him having the bullets around his uh, no, chest. This isn't from First Blood, but he no. is wearing his his uh, his usual uh, yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> I I Steve, I watched uh, look it up. Last Blood again. Uh, I saw it in the theater, and then uh, I, I just watched it on like Amazon Prime the other day. Listen. The, the first part of the movie does not need to exist. What they really could have done is just did a scroll like in Star Wars yeah. and said, here's what happened, and this is why the guys are coming to his ranch. So here's an interesting <laughs> thing. There's actually a director's cut or whatever. They have a, extra footage that I think will flesh it out. You okay. know, I love Rambo. I thought I thought Rambo, the one just before this last one, yeah. was great. Yep. And this one, uh, Preston, it was like a, like a shorthand. They almost went to, to the Rambo store and put Rambo <laughs> things in, right in yeah. the cart that you need in a Rambo but movie. But, dude, the, the climax of the movie, I uh, mean, he I just kills, crushes people. And that's what you're there for. Yes. Yeah. All right, that's so, all I wanted. So in the movie poster... 
You're right, Steve. He was wearing a wife beater. Yeah. But he did have the, he has the bullets over his chest. He does, okay. And the machine. Bullets, and I got, I got <laughs> under boob. Yes. Do you have, you have your mask? You got <laughs> your wallet? Mask, you got I got keys. keys. I got this. I got my uh, blockbuster card. Okay. In case I want to rent a movie. Nothing is over! It's over. Yeah. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah, everything is on uh, Blu-ray now. Oh, okay. So <laughs> blockbuster's over. Nothing's over! Okay. <laughs> Uh, so, I went to my Suncoast video. It was over. Uh, so Hope British. That's Columbia. where I used to get my concert tickets. <laughs> and now I got to see White Snake. <laughs> Hope British Columbia continues to offer self-guided Rambo tours. Thank you for taking the Rambo self-guided tour. That uh, are you our guide on the self-guided? Yeah, you tour? hold one of those things up to your ear. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, oh, he's the uh, he does the narration. Yes, okay, the statue is by Rodin, which is a large pterodactyl. <laughs> I love the way Rambo says his L's. La la palooza. How does he say his L's? Like that. La la. Like like. Yeah. Uh, so. Lick my lolly later. <laughs> Uh, erected on August 14th, uh, fans can now check out the large wooden statue bearing the likeness of John Rambo himself. There's a huge colony of lanternflies in my butthole. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's made of wood. Uh, sculpted by artist Ryan uh, Villiers, uh, the statue was given the green light by Sylvester Stallone before it was erected. And uh, according to the city council councilman that uh, I guess spoke about it, said Sylvester saw the statue before it went up and was quite pleased with it. Um, He's great. I mean, uh, again, one of our absolute dream interviews would be Stallone on the show. But you, you look at if you look at his social media, he's such a likable. He's, he's a self-deprecating guy too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the didn't we talk to him ages ago when he was at the. When he yeah. was at the Eagles game, I think it was corner. on the phone. It wasn't. He wasn't in the studio. We had Frank in the studio. Frank was great too. Sometimes Frank was awesome. Yeah. Frank Frank hangs out with them all the time. Uh, the locals are happy with the Rambo statue as well. The president James Mel referred to uh, I like it. <laughs> uh, the local First Blood production as "quote the one trademark outstanding thing that has happened in Hope." <laughs> wow! This is all we're good for. People of Hope. This is all we're ever going to have. Yeah. It's not going to get any better. We're boring, horrible people. And in fact, the town is known. Well, not the town isn't known, but, you know, that's uh, for the bad way they treated this guy. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, the sheriff. (laughs) Um, By the way, we have different uh, vantage points of said uh, statue, and it does look like he is wearing a shirt in the other pictures. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. In this one. It's just so sweaty. It's clinging to my body. That's kind of what it was. In the yeah. other one, he... I put it, a lot of cocoa butter on it. He looked like it was shirtless, and it sticks to you underneath. It sticks to me. It looks like my skin. The cocoa butter. You can't see my nips. Uh, <laughs> First Blood was based on the novel of the same name by David uh, Morell with some uh, creative input from Stallone, because in the book, he... He dies. Well, he does. He dies. And then also, uh, in the original script for the movie, um, he was more like a a trippy sort of... like Jim Morrison kind of guy who is really? like, like uh, oh, more like Billy Jack Preston. Okay. More like Billy Jack. So, more spiritual. Uh, and he was talking a lot. And it was Stallone's call. I was reading about the, the making of the movie. Stallone said, let me let you know how I'm feeling through action. 
and 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 don't you know don't muck it up with it with a voiceover narration. Right. Let you try to figure out what I'm about and what the impetus for what I'm doing. And he made the exact right call because that narration I think would have made it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And in fact, well, it, listen, you're talking about a, a, a Vietnam veteran, and uh... I'm very upset now. <laughs> I think I'm going to go blow up the town. You all in? <laughs> It was he was a Vietnam veteran and uh, all just back from Vietnam. All his friends had died, and obviously all my friends died. He had been through a lot of trauma, and uh, and so he was very sullen and, and quiet morose. and morose. Thank yes. you, better word. I was taciturn, melancholy, melancholy, Kali. <laughs> <laughs> which is the dog. Yes, well, and then you can also have melons. Yes, those too. Happy <laughs> melons to my Kali. Melancholy. Melancholy. <laughs> uh, locomotive. <laughs> now you're just saying words. words with L. Yeah. Hey, what kind of uh, yoga pants are you wearing there? Lululemon. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite concert that Terry Farrell used to put on? Uh, for many fans, the movie is still considered to be among <laughs> the <laughs> favorite '80s sitcom that's set uh, in Milwaukee. Laverne and Shirley. All right. Any, any other L words? Right. Here we go. Quickly think about it. The L word. Yeah. It was a TV, was a TV show. Yeah. Right. Lesbian. <laughs> Like to have lunch under lady parts. <laughs> uh, uh, so, following the success of First Blood, Stallone would continue to reprise the role of John Rambo. End in, of the Lost. <laughs> several sequels. That was a Sid and Marty Croft show. Yeah, like and Lidsville. And Lidsville was too. <laughs> Very good, Rambo. <laughs> All right, let me. I was reading when you <laughs> when you guys were talking about the movies. So I was I was going through this. What yeah, I was going to what I was going to get to next. Were you talking about Last Blood? Yeah. And and what was your take on it? The, the, we both agree the action is the action is everything yes. in the movie. There is there is a setup that gives you no. You don't care about this. He has a relationship with a woman. Uh, there's like a, a an old mother, and then there's a young girl that is sort of um, has, has sort of adopted him as sort of a father figure, and he's living on this ranch. And uh, not to give too much away, but stuff happens quickly, and and there's it's bereft of emotional ties. Okay. But they make the bad guys like extra bad, there's, right? And then they oh. they go ape s yeah over just a slight encounter, yeah. Right. And, but when they when so Rambo Rambo fies the ranch that he's living on, and there's tons of of uh, tunnels and all that stuff is well worth watching. But to me, the way he was in Rambo, he was this grizzled. I'm done with life. I'm sick of this crap. He's running yeah. this boat, and like when when the um the 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 uh, the religious um uh, the group is going they're going in to minister yeah. to the yeah. people, and he says, you know, you go. You know, he says, you're going to get killed. You know, and he's trying, you're going to get, you're going to be, you losers. Um, and they, like he said, you know, they're going to rape her and cut her head. He's, yeah, yeah. he's trying to show how brutal these pirates are going to be. And uh, that's a cool part. That's what this one misses. Okay. Favorite by the way, Ricky Martin song, Rambo? <laughs> Living the Vida Loco. Uh, by the way, uh, Stallone has since teased reprising the role in another 
sequel. Really? Suggesting that it would be likely to be set on an Indian reservation. Like Billy Jack. I'll tell you, I'll tell you, um... The Lenape. <laughs> See, here's the deal. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't write the last one. Yeah. Oh. oh. I, I didn't, and I didn't direct it. Uh-huh. However, I did write and directed the last Rambo, the movie Rambo. Okay. I think that's really the key. He understands the character better than anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, there's a statue. If you want to go check it out, it's in Hope, British Columbia. What country was he in 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 that Rambo movie, the third one? Or actually, technically, the fourth one. The third one, he was in the Middle East. Was he in Laos? He was in Laos. (laughs) No. No. It was uh, La La Land. (laughs) Which was a wonderful music. (laughs) (laughs) stars. I like your stars. (laughs) You got lots of stars. (laughs) Figuratively and literally. <laughs> because you're known for celebrities, which we call stars, but also there's stars up in the sky. Right. Literally. <laughs> do we have that? Of course we do. Dun, 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 dun. No, now we have City of Stars. Yeah, my, my lip is a little low on it. Wow. City of Stars. <laughs> you are a city of stars. <laughs> you got earthquakes too. And the debris and tar pits. That's another L one. Yeah. Yeah. Who I had no idea that. I love this movie. Well. I, love I love this love movie. It. I watch it every single time. It's on. Oh my god! I don't even like musicals. I yeah. love this movie. You know what's really weird is uh, so Casey brought up the Rambo movie, which came out in two thousand eight. So I, I pulled up the IMDb. On the right side of the screen is a screenshot of Ryan Gosling before, oh my god. The, before they were famous. It, it's just complete coincidence. And we're talking about Lala Ryan Land. Gosling. 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 Yeah, which is a young goose. Young <laughs> goose. A Gosling. Oh, a Gosling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, wait, he wasn't in <laughs> Top Gun. He wasn't in Top Gun. No, no, no. He, he's dead. Yeah, but maybe they maybe they're doing flashbacks in the in the upcoming Top Gun movie. When is that coming out? That's that was supposed to be now, and and uh, this time of the summer, and so that got complete. But Maverick, right, is what it's called. Top Maverick. Maverick, and they yeah. they were showing scenes from the new Mission Impossible, which they're filming they're, again. They have another incredible Tom Cruise stunt. At the beginning of that. It got uh, Top Gun. Steve is pushed all the way back to 2021, July of 2021. You know, I'm actually going to go on a movie date with Dr. Mike to see the... Uh, uh, Top Gun. We've made the commitment. Okay. Can I be the middle of the uh, Eiffel Tower in that Sure. Okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, anyhow, speaking of movies, uh, yeah, AMC is opening up and uh, there are four theaters in our area. Uh, we can go see movies starting today. You need to check ahead of time uh, before you go and know the restrictions and whether or not you can even get in. I love how fun. Think about thinking back, Preston, as the Marvel movies were rolling out, going to the theater and seeing I can't them. Wait that, to go. that communal experience. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I, that I, you're almost shaking. You're so excited. I think it's the thing I'm most looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, when when things get back to normal, it's just going to a movie theater and seeing a movie. It's nice to watch movies at home. It's not the same. It's not in my in my for something opinion, big like that. Same. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back in a second, and we have uh, bizarre file stories on the way. So make sure you stay with us. 
Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead, pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. All right, um, let's do some more Bizarre File stories. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. File. All right, brought to you by HERS. You can pick up specially marked bags of HERS today for a chance to win $10,000 and take your summer to the next level. Uh, full rules and details at summer.hers.com. HERS forever good. A man in China was walking a dog when a cat fell on his head, knocking him out. <laughs> I saw this. The in, uh, incident was caught on camera and currently has over, well, it has like 200,000 views on YouTube. Uh, the man in the video is named Gao, and he can be seen walking his golden retriever when out of nowhere a black and white cat just drops from the sky. <laughs> Lands on his head, causes him to collapse on the side, sidewalk unconscious. Uh, the cat apparently belonged to his elderly neighbor and had fallen from a balcony above. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. The cat spent some time in the hospital, recovered from its injuries, and Gao is seeking compensation from his neighbor. I don't, uh, I don't have any money. To cover the cost of the incident. Japan is largely tolerant of salarymen snoozing on trains after an evening out, but authorities on the southern island of, uh, southern island of Okinawa are taking a dim view of a worrying trend in alcohol-fueled sol- uh, somnolence. Somnambulance. What the hell Sleep. is that? Som- S-O-M-N-O-L-E-N-C-E? Okay. Somnolence. 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 Okay. That I'm not familiar with. All right. Uh, police reported more than 7,000 cases of rojo ne, literally sleeping in the middle of the road. Oh, it is sleep-related. Okay. Last year, a phenomenon some attributed to Okinawa's balmy weather and in, uh, enthusiastic consumption uh, of a fiery spirit that has been made on the island for hundreds of years. Police... Have you ever heard of it? What? Have you ever heard of it? The... No, no. Of a rojo ne? No. Yeah. Uh, police in Japan's southernmost prefecture are thought to be the only force in the country that keeps statistics on rojo ne. Uh, the police chief said, I didn't even know the term rojo ne before coming into to Okinawa. I think it's a phenomenon unique, unique to uh, Okinawa. In most instances, people are roused from their impromptu slumbers before coming to any harm. But 16... And this is in the last year, 16 of the 7,221 Rojone cases reported last year resulted in accidents, and three of them were fatal. And there's pictures of them. People just in the middle of the road. And asleep. they get run over. Yeah, exactly. Holy hell. Never heard of that. A Romanian pop star was killed when a train crashed into his car, and the moment was actually caught on camera as he was live streaming to his followers. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. Tavi uh, Pistiu was listening to loud music in his car when the locomotive plowed into the car's passenger side, killing him and leaving his wife fighting for her life. So the car was sitting on the tracks? No, no, no. They were driving. So they were. Oh. Uh, they had the music on. They are just kind of, dan- you know, right, yeah. having, enjoying the music. The clip shows him looking deeply into the camera lens as he was smoking a cigarette. In the live stream, his wife can be seen driving towards a level crossing 
Uh, and for a brief instant, the camera includes his wife, who is driving, who can be seen looking left and right of the crossing, but fails to notice a speeding train coming by, and the footage captures the oh. singer look of horror just before the train hit them. I didn't watch the video. Oh, man. And suddenly, uh, he lets out a scream, and it was too late. The The train smashed into the side of the Ford Fiesta, sending both airbags off completely, crumpling the side of the car. And, and she's alive? Was, uh, she is alive, Yeah. As a result of a collision between the the police spokesman says, as a result of a collision between a train and a car on the level crossing, a 29 year old man who was a passenger in the front of the car was declared dead, and 24 year old woman who was the driver was injured, but she has life threatening injuries. That's pretty messed up, man. All right, <clears throat> how about this one? Here's a um, here's a mask hole story for you. An anti masker found his hill to die on, and it's inside a Marshalls video from the discount department store in Campbell, California. And you see the guy shopping without a face covering, and he throws a fit when an employee asks him to leave and launched into a homophobic rant. Uh, the man in the video, who some are calling a male Karen or Kevin, thinks that he's smarter than everyone else, but he's not. And you can hear him claiming that it's a $75,000 fine to deny service to people with disabilities. Uh, seems he got his information from the alleged Freedom to Breathe agency. That is not a real thing. Uh, and apparently he missed a report from the U.S. Department of Justice saying that the Freedom to Breathe agency card uh, folks claim allow them to get away with not covering their faces and they're fraudulent. It's the FTB. Uh, the FTB. FTBA. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the anti-masker felt he couldn't possibly be in the wrong and he drops his homophobic slurs at the store employees, calling them dumb F-words for not knowing the law. And then it gets worse. He starts to... He unzips his pants and he starts to pull out his junk. No. Really? Uh, and then he stops. The employee's going, hey, you can go ahead and do that. Uh, we're going to call the police. That's so. the FTSMJ, Freedom to Show You My Junk. There you go. <laughs> so he has a card for that yeah, one, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, that idiot. Huh. Is, uh, yeah. He seems a little upset. Doesn't he, though? All right, and then one last story and we will wrap it up. Let's end with... Sorry, I need to find one that's... Uh, all right, how about this? A Imagine seeing some sheep in your front yard having no idea where they could have come from. The Anderson County Sheriff's Office in South Carolina says they're trying to track down the owner of a flock of sheep that's wandering loose through the town. And the sheep were found wandering around on Monday. They were rounded up, and apparently there's no identifying information on them. They've asked around. Nobody's searching for loose animals, and they have no idea where this herd of sheep came from. This flock of sheep, not a herd. Flock of claws. Uh, flock of claws left them? Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> Deputies are asking anyone with information or the owner of the if sheep. Good little boys and girls, flock of claws will leave you a flock of sheep to come to them. And, oh, there, and yeah. you know what their names are? Well, this one right here is. Annabelle. And then that one right there Annabelle. is. And then this one. Annabelle. And then cute little. Annabelle. And then that one. Annabelle. Aww, they're they're so adorable. adorable. Yes. <laughs> Flock of claws. Yeah, flock of claws. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we are going to take one more break. We'll come back in a second. We got a couple breaks actually. We have a few more things to get to. So, as we are doing this thing, how about a twenty-five dollar gift card to Rita's? Uh, summer's still on, full force. Rita's. You can go to Rita's for all their flavors of Italian ice and uh, creamy, award-winning frozen custard. No place like Rita's. Call number fifteen. You get the gift card, 215-263-WMMR. Back in a moment. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
By the way, I missed a, a birthday earlier. My wife had texted me. Our friend uh, Richard Curtis from uh, Clash, Clash Room on Fox 29 celebrates a birthday today. I'm missing the Clash Room. That yeah. was part of my ritual was watch uh, Richard on the Clash Room, then into Jeopardy. Yes. And now I think they're doing extra. I, I, I want my classroom back. I do, too. Well, hopefully someday soon it will be taking place. Mercy, your mouth is open. Uh, well, so, you reminded me that I started watching Days of Our Lives again because I was home, and it was it's so good, Preston. It's you like get, all the old characters are still there. You got caught back into yes. the soaps. Wow. But after that, there is this Mario Lopez extra access show. It is so terrible. It's really? not even funny terrible. It, it is it, terrible, so it's terrible. Not, it's not good terrible? No, it's, oh, that's it's terrible, terrible. Like he's just a bad host. Well, he's, he's listen. None of the, who's who's a real who's a real standout with all those shows. Yeah. But but I mean, um, he's got that Saved by the Bell, the from uh, yeah. that reboot yeah, coming. Yeah. That's uh, from the Thirty Rock people. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's a good actor. I mean, he's a decent. He's not actor really even a good actor. Those, well, you know. <laughs> he's okay, actor. Yeah, we like sitting him. behind the table. Eh. All right. Uh, well, anyway, happy birthday to uh, Richard Curtis, friend of the show. All right, we're going to do a lesson question from today's program, giving away a digital download of Batwoman, the complete first season. Uh, and let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which pickle aficionado needs to get back in the kitchen? <laughs> 215. <laughs> that was so funny. 215-263-WMMR. Which, who is the, he works in the kitchen. Which pickle aficionado needs to go back in the kitchen? 215-263-WMMR. This is how we can tell if you were listening earlier this morning. If you have the correct answer to that, because you'll never guess it. And we'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get into the stories that you have. Steve, what's up this morning? Well, actress Stacey Dash's estranged husband, Jeffrey Marty, claiming she hypnotized him into marrying her. Marty says Dash slowly swung a shiny pocket watch back and forth in front of her vagina. <laughs> hey! Rarely seen in public, Michael Jackson's son Blanket was spotted sitting in a car while ordering food at a Chick-fil-A. Blanket told a reporter that his father absolutely loved drive through restaurants and finger-blasting chimpanzees. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and finally, <laughs> Cher tried helping out her local post office in Malibu by offering to volunteer if they were overwhelmed during the upcoming election. The legendary singer's offer was refused after she admitted she really wanted to oversee delivery of her coffin from Transylvania. <laughs> well, that's your All right, thank you very much, Steve. Uh, real quick, I'd, um, you know what I did not know? I was uh, My friends and I are having a, uh, <clears throat> a contest, and I'm, I'm taking a moment before we go to these calls, um, <clears throat> with... Uh, Beatles cover songs. We're trying to come up with a playlist, and then we we judge each other and who, whoever comes up with the best playlist, right? You know, wins. We've done it before, and we have Andre Gardner is going had judged our last one because he's the ultimate Beatles aficionado. Yeah. And so, when searching around for uh, some interesting Beatles cover songs, I never knew that Michael Jackson did a cover of uh, "Come Together," and it's actually really good. Now, it it's it's a way different approach than the Beatles did. Is it dancier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it is, but it's uh, he's you know he's doing that nah, nah, thing that Michael yeah. does through that, yeah. and and it actually it works in it. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. It's quite not surprised. on an album, or I don't know. I found it online, mm. uh, and and I didn't find it. Comes your flat top. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> like that. The when I'm stolen, he's doing all that stuff. <laughs> 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 
I was surprised at yeah. how good it is. Now I've never heard. I'm I'm a Beatles purist, and and but but I love Michael Jackson. Is I mean, listen, the oh, guy oh. was a great entertainer and singer. Thank, thank you. Yeah, exactly. So For whatever, whatever you sake. think about. None of that other stuff. The weirdness that he is, and I, I, I thought it was good. Now, some Steve people accused me of finger blasting chimpanzees. <laughs> probably thought it was horrible, but I, I was surprised at how much I did enjoy it. Actually, well, I have a couple of suggestions for you. Mm, I can do them on air right now. Of Michael Jackson songs? Or no, what? no, no. Of uh, Beatles covers. Off air. Off air. I don't want to. I don't want to tip my hand okay. to the fellas oh. that I'm up against. Who, okay. Do we know any of these people? Uh, my buddy Will okay. and uh, and our other friend who you don't know, Tom. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, um, I just thought uh, you guys would. Find it interesting. Uh, yes. Michael. Uh, I, I, I've never heard this version. I'm going to go to, uh, we're going to see if we can get an answer to the lesson question, uh, which is which pickle aficionado needs to get back into the kitchen. And I'm going to go to Moses for the answer. Hey, Moses. Hey, Preston. That would be Deebs. Deebs, yeah. you are correct. Well done, sir. Hang on just a second. We are going to give you a digital download of Batwoman, the complete first season. After Batman disappears, Gotham is in chaos and in need of a new savior. And it enters uh, Kate Kane into the story, a dangerous and outspoken woman. That's a collector's edition, by the way. Who must provide hope of the... Yeah, you're right. It's her only... Yeah, uh, only season. Season, yeah. Uh, provides hope to the city as Batwoman. Own it now on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. Well, now do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Zappa, zappa cool, man. All right, it's brought to you by Burke Brothers Landscaping. They have an immediate need for an experienced hardscape foreman who wants to earn a competitive salary and work with the award-winning landscape design and build firm. Uh, for more information, you can visit burkebrothers.com. So Tom Morello has revealed um, that Rage Against the Machine's politically charged 1992 song, Killing in the Name, which has frequently been quoted uh, during recent protests, uh, began as an instrumental track. Morello said on Rolling Stone's new uh, Music Now podcast, he said, uh, there's a Rage Against the Machine video from Cal State Northridge, which is our first public performance, where we opened the show with an instrumental version of Killing in the Name. He said, and uh, Tim, I think, came up with that really cool bass riff. Uh, Brad Wilk's crowd-bouncing beat is in there from the very, very beginning, and then Zach uh, laced it with the historic lyrics. Uh, Morello added, he said, we actually left the lyrics off of the lyric sheet of the first record because, he said, I think it's two lines, 16 FUs and one mother effer. <laughs> and we were like, in the midst of all this grand political poetry, let's just let that one stand for itself. Uh, Killing in the Name was featured on Rage's uh, self-titled debut album. Is still one of my favorite get-fired-up songs. I mean, just everything about it is hardcore. Evanescence Amy Lee is sort of breaking her own tradition of avoiding the subject of politics and social issues with the uh, with music, uh, with the release of the band's latest single called Use My Voice. While she doesn't share her personal beliefs or opinions, she's hoping the song encourages people to vote and to use their own. Uh, she said in an interview, I've in a way reached a point this year where I feel like silence is a statement that I don't want to make. I need to express myself in that song. And we began thinking about how can we make things better, not divide people, not scream from the rooftops, there's a lot of screaming going on already. 
Uh, Use My Voice is from their upcoming album, which is called The Bitter Truth. And Lee says it's not finished just yet. One last story. Uh, Guns N' Roses guitarist Richard Fortas shed light on how he and Slash combined guitar duties in the most recent lineup of the band. Duty. He said... (laughs) (laughs) He almost sounded like uh, Rambo when he said that. It was so... Duty is a funny word. Yeah. It it means poop. Yeah. He said it's a tricky thing because you obviously want to bring your own character to the role to those songs, but you have to really have some reverence for the song in the original part. So... It's a fine line. It's a delicate balance that you walk between your own personality and honoring the originality of the song to begin with. He went on to say, and especially with Guns, because fans are so attached to uh, the Appetite album, there's not a lot of room for bringing your own thing. But especially since Slash has come back, uh, there's a lot more openness and room for me to inject myself. He said, when Slash first was coming back, mutual friends of ours were like, uh, good luck getting to be on the fifth fret. And he said, but I haven't. Uh, experience that at all. He's been incredibly gracious and really an inspiration to play with. It's very competitive in a very, very friendly, same team type of way, always pushing each other, which I am flattered to be in that role and for him to welcome it as well. So uh, I love this. when um, bands have capable guitarists who can sort of trade off. Yeah, like the Eagles. Perfect. Like the Eagles is a perfect example. Yeah. Yep, yep. There are, there are a few bands that do have that where... You know, sometimes the the lead singer will play guitar as well, and is actually a fairly decent right. handler of the instrument. And uh, and they can, yeah, the, they can, the band they can double up the band. Yeah, is a yeah. great example too. Yeah. All right, and oh, and also it's a uh, it's Robert Plant's seventy second birthday today. Hmm. I just wanted to point that out. One of the one of the staples of of the MMR fabric is Led Zeppelin. His ritual is um, Sesame Place, right? That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, usually yeah. goes to, but you know, it's closed. Remember that guy got his ass kicked there? That's right. Yeah, they found those people. But yeah, he's got to make sure he wears a mask. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in music news for you this morning. We're going to take one more break. We will come back to wrap the whole thing up. Don't miss that because you'll need the letter for the word of the week. What's new? Why do you ask? Cage the elephant. Larkin Poe. Rival Sons. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We're getting ready to wrap up today's program. And Marissa, there's a... uh... Uh, we're doing a uh, Tom Petty concert session. Is that what's coming up? Yeah, every Saturday night on MMR, we've been playing old concerts that are uh, created by the station. And this weekend, it's uh, Tom Petty. It's wow. been um, Metallica and uh, Rolling Stones and a whole bunch I forget already. Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this weekend is uh, Tom Petty, which I think is going to be really cool. Right, a great summer show. Yeah. Seven o'clock. You'll be able to check that out. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Awesome. Uh, all right, uh, I would like to do some thank yous. Today's been a very fun show, and part of the reason it was fun, we had a couple of great guests. It was Joe Gatto who first called in this morning. Yeah. Joe of the Impractical Jokers has a book out, and it's about his dogs. It's called <laughs> The Dog Father, and he's named all his dogs after Italian desserts. <laughs> There's like uh, Spumoni and, right. and uh, Cannoli and <laughs> a bunch of other ones, so that was cool to have him on. And uh, comedian Sam Morill was on. <laughs> And he is playing Punchline tonight, tomorrow, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. 
and you can go to punchlinephilly.com. They're doing outdoor shows. So I guess in, <laughs> since since they have fewer people attending each show, they're going to do more shows. Uh, so, you know. How freaking good is it over the past couple of weeks to have been announcing yeah. live shows? Yeah, exactly. How awesome is And to have guests on again. Yes. Because they're going to be doing live shows. I love it. Uh, so it was nice to have him on as well. And thank you to Rita's Water Ice for stopping by today, uh, bringing us quarts of ice. What flavors did they bring? You know, Marissa? Um, the, uh... Yummy ones. Yeah, yummy pim- ones. Pimento Cherry? loaf? It's called indecision. Yeah. <laughs> Pickle juice? Pickle juice. Yeah. Cherry's my favorite. That's one. Yeah. I, I almost have a hard time getting anything else. <laughs> I feel bad for the there. fact that it's my favorite because it's such a standard, but it's the best. It's so good. Yeah. Little chunks of cherry in it. Right? I like lemon. Lemon is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard I, London. I she said lemon. I like London. I heard London. London. I like, London. I like, I like London. I heard lemon. I like Paris. That's a, that's uh that's beer. Yeah, it's beer. Uh, and uh, you can head out to your local region <laughs> and bring yourself home some quarts of refreshing Italian ice. You can treat the family with Rita's. Be cool. Go to Rita's. How are you today? Fine, thank you. Excellent. I'm happy to hear that. Yes. Nice. Is it nice out? We can't tell because Very of the pleasant. tinted windows. <laughs> in our I, studio. You can't tell. It's so strange because you, you, I kept thinking it was cloudy yesterday. I know. I know. They and added tinted windows to the outside of our windows and they tint when the sun hits them. And so while I'm seeing on paper 83 and mostly sunny today, it looks horrible out. It looks crappy. The only thing that gives me it. any indication is the shadow pattern on the buildings across the street. Yeah, that there's indeed <laughs> yeah. sun shining yeah. free of clouds. That's why I have to look at the trees to see the shadow to determine that it's um, sunny. So yes. then I can say it's sunny outside. Only the shadow knows. They, yeah. Only the shadow mm-hmm. knows. Correct. And now I've come around to calling that thing that they put on the front of our building a carbuncle. Um, <laughs> although... I, I do think it's now that everything is sort of coming together. They got all the colors are the same now. The carbuncle, as you call it, I think it looks pretty good on the front of the building. Well, looking at the front of the building from the outside, it doesn't look so bad. No. Looking yeah. out from in here, it sucks. It's, yeah. <laughs> I do hate the new parking lot, though. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, like the new, <laughs> I like the new entrance, though. Yeah. It's nice. nice. It's got it's nice, nice new marble floors and such. Mm-hmm. Um, Gives you enough room to do skeet shooting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pull. I, I, well, I put my ice skates on. I was actually able to skate across it, <laughs> wow. which is also very nice. And th- they're doing some nice plantings. Um, that they are. In the in the new... The landscaping area. The landscaping yeah, yeah. It's, it looks. It does look nice. So. I like the redwood forest that they yeah. put in. Yeah, I like thing. the ocean that they installed. <laughs> it's in amazing. The back. How it's do they do plastic, that? I like but... the amber waves of grain. <laughs> well, that's good too. Not to mention your fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> Every night they have um, the uh, one ball of plaza puts on fireworks. A lot going on around. Here. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. So so we put up with the tinted windows. Yeah. yeah. We'll you know, it. it's a small price to pay for the beauty of being in this dump. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, it's, you know, it's a dump, but I mean, no, it's a lovely establishment. Yeah. Um, dump means lovely establishment yes, in yeah. French. Frank hey, Floyd. look over there. It's the letter of the day. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. <laughs> Uh, Z as in oh. Warren Zevon. All right, we have a Z. Zappa, sir. Zappa, cool, or man. That. And we are going to give away a Mermaid Spirits Distillery Basket with six bottles of their products and over $100 in distillery merch. <sighs> Hang on, I just stood up and I got laid hands. <laughs> <laughs> when you're uh, a world-caliber athlete like oh. 
I know. Sometimes I stood up too quickly. I've, there, there's a lot of copy, and it's it's written on this board, which is up high, and I need to get closer to it. And I stood up. I started. The like, word of things the week are prizes. Uh, turning black. It's the size of the Bible, what you have to read there. Uh, including logo, pine glasses, Glencairn whiskey, tasting glasses, a logo hoodie, and more. Six total bottles, including each of their three distinctive styles of rum, their trademark forbidden drive. Vodka, McCormish, McComish, uh, single malt. American whiskey and their DB Johnston straight bourbon perfect neat are on the rocks with the mermaids. Uh, you must be at least 21 years of age, located in Huntington Valley at the intersection of Davisville and County Line Road. Visit mermaidspirits.com for all things mermaid. Enjoy responsibly. Direct shipping available throughout Pennsylvania. That's enough. Uh, and in the end, they created man. Yeah, exactly. What's up on uh, on the award-winning program today? Thank you. Uh, there's no awards, but uh, it's a winning program. Yeah. Uh, we have workforce blocks of, for Robert Plant's birthday, as you just referenced, a uh, block of uh, Robert Plant or Led Zeppelin or both, um, and Metallica. And because it's National Radio Day, we'll have uh, a bunch of thematic radio songs. All right. Well, I like that. Around. Yeah. Yes. All right, I will thank the fine sponsors of this very program, and they do include Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston Steve Show. Thank you, Duncan. Also brought to you by hers, the official chip of taking your summer to the next level. And uh, Hyundai City Park. You can get ready for a whole lot of Sonata. Shop now and save during the summer sell-off at HyundaiCity.com. Uh, tomorrow on the program... Eddie Alvarez. Yes. Uh, the uh, MMA fighter. It's been a while. Yeah. He's actually got uh, a restaurant thing that he's going to be hitting tomorrow. I heard. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, we're also going to talk to JJ, Jim Jackson. Flyers need to get this win, man. Need Marty. to get this win. Tomorrow, so we'll talk to JJ and see uh, where his head is at concerning uh, the Flyers in their quest for the Stanley Cup. That is it. We are done. We want you to rage on and have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, my friend. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. All I know is I need you f-ing idiots to get out of my goddamn way, you f-ing moron. Next message. Oh, good morning, mother. It is a Thursday, but in my head it's really Friday. My company gave us all Fridays for the next four weeks. F-ing awesome, right? Oh man, I love this place. Next message. My blanket, get my blanket, my blue blanket. <laughs> My blanket. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.